G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of Another Bloody Movie Podcast. I am Sean Coates, thank you so much for joining me. And to, on today's episode, my special guest is Kyle Gibson. Thanks very much for coming on the show. Hi, you're welcome. Yep, you're so pumped to be on the show today, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Yep. So I, I, I did sit up a bit last night, thinking about, uh, looking at what movies I wanted to talk about. Right. Well, so we're going to talk about, so on this episode we're going to be talking about 80s movies primarily, but before we get into that, um, I had the opportunity to go to an advanced screening of the Best Picture nominated film, Hidden Figures. So, up to this point, um, I have seen six of the um, Best Picture nominees out of the nine that have been nominated, and Hidden Figures is the sixth one I've seen. I've also seen La La Land, Lion, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, and Arrival. How the fuck have I heard of none of these movies? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you watch superhero movies and shit, don't you? These yeah, are like these are the pristine so. Oscar like art oh, yes. house kind of the the, the, the the Titanics of the modern world. Yeah, or the yeah. So hidden figures like you haven't heard anything about this movie, have no, you? No, not at all. Well, I say advanced screening, but this movie came out in the US and everywhere else like late December and early January, and we're only just getting it in Australia now. So the late advanced screening, exactly. Like, just two weeks before the Oscars, so they're just like, oh, they'll see it eventually. Just, put, just <laughs> It'll up. probably be good. Yeah, oh, well, this movie is. So, if you, if you okay. don't know anything about this movie, Hidden Figures takes place, I think, in 1961 in Virginia, and it's about three African-American women that work at NASA and, like, how they helped in the spa- with the space race and, like, forgetting the first man in space. Right. And being, like, set in the 60s and in Virginia, like these women go through some really, really horrible things. Like, not only are they women, which was bad enough, they're also black as well. <laughs> like, the, the first scene of the movie, they're, like, trying to get their car going. and For, if, they on, get... if only they were gay, then they'd have the trifecta. Yeah, they'd have the trifecta. So, this movie starts off with, like, they're on their way to work and their car breaks down, and then the cop pulls them over and basically is like, uh, it's like, oh, can I see some identification? They show their NASA badges. It's like, yeah. oh, I didn't know that they hired. And he's about to say the N-word. And it's like, yeah. And then one of them's like, yes, we, there are a lot of women in, in the space program. <laughs> and yeah, so... Well, I suppose I'll, at least he didn't shoot them. So yeah, that's always a plus. Well, they would now, if that yeah, was the case. Yeah, exactly. But, and that's why I think this movie, it's really important. And I'm glad that it's been nominated for a fair bit is because this is a really important movie. Like, especially in the times mm. and all the shit that America's going through right now. And what I was really happy to see is that this movie is doing very, very well at the box office. Especially, like, I think out of the nine Best Picture nominees, this is the one that's made the most money out of all of them so far. So Yet La La Land's still the only one I've heard of. Really? Oh, okay. So, you, you, haven't, you haven't heard of Hacksaw Ridge? The no, Mel, I Mel haven't. Gibson War movie? No. Oh. Um, Lion? You haven't heard of that one? I, I did a review oh, of it last oh. week. You said you listened to my podcast, I said mate. I've listened you, to the first two. Yeah, well, listen to episode five. I review Lion, which is an Australian movie that got nominated for Best Picture. So Hey, we did something! Yay! A country achieved something! Yeah. So, as I was saying, um, like because this is yeah, set and a lot of civil rights issues and like segregation and stuff is mentioned in this. Like they mention a lot of civil rights movements. Like they mention Martin Luther King. They mention the Freedom Rides, like the sit-ins, Rosa Parks. Like I, well, I don't think Rosa Parks was, but like a whole bunch of um, civil rights like movements. Those and sort events, of things. They're mentioned, and it's also like you can just see like because the main character, um, Catherine Johnson, who's still alive today, and like she's a really like a. Okay, so it's a, so it's a true story. It's oh yeah, it's based on a true story. And, like, I think there's something in, at NASA named after her now and, like, all the contributions that she did. So she's, mm-hmm. like, this... Like, it shows in the movie during her childhood and, like, how she was a child prodigy and, like, she was going... She was a genius. 
and like figuring yeah. out like ex- like basically like quantum mechanics and physics and like math equations at the Shit. age of 12 and stuff like that and like she's been asked to come to this office and help out with the space program because she works in like the computer she works with the computers and like trying to do that and she gets asked up to there and she goes into this room she's the only woman there and she's the only black woman there only black person in that whole room as well Mm. the first time she walks into that big like mission control essentially like everyone just stares at her and like i think if you've seen the trailer you'll see this like one of them hands her the bin is like this wasn't emptied last night and she's like but i'm not the i'm not the janitor And it's also, and also in this, um, like a lot of the performances in this movie are really good. Like there's one of them actually got nominated for best actress, um, or best supporting actress. That was, um, Octavia Spencer, mm-hmm. who you might've seen in this, um, in a fair few things. Um, she, she was good, but I think there's a, like the lead actress in this movie, Taraji P. Hansen, who previously got nominated for, um, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. And she's been in a whole bunch of other things. Like you might've seen her. She was Will Smith's mother in the... Um, in the remake of the Karate Kid with Jaden Smith. Okay, I I, I think I think I said the... Will Smith, but like yeah, the the Karate Kid remake that featured no karate in it whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> she was in that, but and she was I think she got snubbed for best first lead actor because she was really really great in this. Mm. And um, but another another really good performance as well. Um, a singer named Janelle Monae who plays one of the three w- women. Like she's the engineer out of. Out of all these, and she, okay. like, for, especially for a singer who, like, really hasn't been in much, like, she was really, really good. Mm. And then also, like, a really good supporting cast as well. Like, Kevin Costner's in this. Like, I'm glad that he's taking more supporting roles. Okay. Because he's, like, because he made a lot of shit during the 90s. Like, The Postman, Waterworld, yeah. that, sh- that kind of crap. So, it's good to see, like, that he's kind of backing off a little bit and, like, he's doing more supporting Do- roles. Doing his uh, community service, his repentance. Yes, exactly. And he's really good in this. And also, like, something that was really interesting to see, Jim Parsons. Okay. Sh- Sheldon Cooper. It's basically, he's playing a more racist version of Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory. And right. it's really interesting to watch. Because, like, he's, like, a jealous. Like, because she's basically taking over his job. Oh, so and like very much, the... and yeah, and he's like blacking out, like like because he has to give her like her job is to like double check everything that they've done, mm. and like he's blacking out things it's like here you figure it out yourself and right. things like that. So just acting like a total prick to her the entire movie, and it was really interesting to see. But like it's basically just Sheld- like Sheldon, but slightly less annoying, but extreme more racist. Yeah. Even though Sheldon acted a bit racist while being from Texas on the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. But anyway, and also, like, it's a really, really powerful film, as I mentioned. Like, and also, because, yeah, as I said, 1960s Virginia, there's still segregation. Like, and, and you might see this in the trailer as well. Um, she, she has to leave the office, like, for 40 minutes a day because there are no coloured bathrooms in the building that she works in. She has right. to run, like, a mile to the other to like one of the other buildings on the complete other side of like the NASA like right. area yeah. to where there are coloured toilets. And Can't use them fancy no, white people oh, toilets. Fucking hell. It just and it, it just amazes me that this is true. Like had this actually fucking happened. But it's crazy to think that that like especially here in Australia. Like I I'd like to think that we're fairly progressive here in Australia. Yeah, some of the time. Mo- most for the most part, apart from just a few dickheads but keeping us. <laughs> the the thing is, back in that time, it would have that would have been the norm. Yeah, exactly. 
It just like, like it's people wouldn't have blinked twice, you know. Yeah, exactly. And also, like with that, like we're looking back on that, and it it seems ridiculous, as I was saying. And I reckon in a couple of years' times, that's what we're going to look at. We're going to look the same way at gay marriage, and like, mm. how the fuck did we think that like that was? I, I certainly hope so. Yeah. Yeah, but no, Hidden Figures, it's a really, like, it's a pretty long movie, like, and it does, like, have a bit of uneven pacing, and, like, all the, like, all of the racial issues, like, as I said, like, for a movie that's set in the 60s, and for it to still be relevant today, it's a bit sad, but, mm. like, it's important. Um, do, 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 oh, fuck, do, what was do, I going to say? Do, 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 All right, so, I think I've got it now. So, no, fuck it. Shit. So, okay, anyway, what I was saying is that, like, this movie, it's just over two hours long, and, like, at times it slows down a little bit, and, like, it just it focuses, unfocuses a little off the story. Like, it had, there's a big there's a side plot with, like, her, like, meeting, like, Taraji P. Henson's character meeting this guy, and, like, it's not, it's hard to call it an unnecessary subplot in a true story. Yeah. Because, and then when you realise, like, all of this shit is important, it's, that's a really, that complaint is kind of just, um, justified yeah like it's justified in like um but like it look it you, you know what i'm trying to say I, like I think because so, yeah. uh, like my complaint my complaint with the movie is just because like it, they needed to put that in there like and it does slow the movie down a little bit and like yeah but it needed to be in there so i can't really blame them for that mm. but other than that like this is probably so i reckon out of the six best picture nominees that i've seen so far like i'd probably like i'm glad that it's nominated for best picture i don't think it will win like I think mm. it might get nominated. Like it got nominated for best adapted screenplay, and I think it might win that because this is a really, really, really well written, like it adapted. Yeah, so best adapted screenplay because well, it's a true story. It's really well written. Like I don't know. Like a lot of the dialogue is like really, really, really good. Yeah. Like even with like the space, like space jargon and like all this um math and science stuff yeah. just thrown at you. It's really, really interesting and it's really engaging, mm. even though like it, there's few boring parts that slow it down but yeah i really recommend this movie um it's i got to see an event screening it comes out nationwide today as we're doing this so like if you've you want to go to the movies and you haven't really like like kyle who hasn't been to the cinema since i think rogue one yeah I, and i don't uh don't go out to watch my films too often mm, yeah pirate <laughs> um so no definitely <laughs> I definitely recommend Hidden Figures. Like, I'm glad that it's got... As I said, I'm glad it's got all this attention and that it's getting all this money. It's been really successful, especially in this time. So, um, please see it. It's a very, very good movie that has, like, really, really great social commentary. All right. So, 80s movies. Yeah. You want to... So, as soon as I asked you you want to be on this podcast and... Well, instead of just doing a normal episode where we just, like, see random movies and talk about them, we wanted to do a special themed one about 80s movies. Yeah, I'm a uh, I I grew up on the movies that were a bit more before my time rather than you know sort of just seeing what what came comes out. out. You know, I, w- I watched like Finding Nemo and Toy Story yeah, and that like, sort of thing. With the di- with... And then I had the movies that sky you for life like The Labyrinth uh, and right. <laughs> The Dark Crystal and All right, do you want to get into them first then? Yeah, because I think I haven't actually seen either of them. Like, yeah. at, during, as a the, kid, like, I saw bits of them on TV, and I was the, like, this looks really, we- really weird. The, I don't know if I can sit through this. The Dark Crystal, it's probably been too long since I've seen it to really talk about mm. it, but The Labyrinth. The Labyrinth, like, 
have a few few words. The belly bulge. Yeah. Oh god. No, I I think we'll uh we'll ignore that. Just pretend that okay. part of the movie. I, I I love that sketch on. Have you seen the robot chicken sketch where it's like him no, growing I up haven't. and he's in a he's in like a psychiatrist's office. No. Oh fuck, that's funny as. But uh, for those who haven't seen it, the labyrinth is. I think a... it's just called labyrinth. I thought it was the labyrinth. I think it's the dark crystal, but then labyrinth is just. All right. Anyway, so labyrinth is about a young girl who has a newborn brother. You know, she's in her teens, so mm. got a bit of that. Yep. Young Jennifer Connelly as well, actually. Yeah. So. It's but you know she's got a bit of that teenage angst going. So her, she's left to babysit her little brother one night and she kind of cracks the shits because he starts crying. And so he wishes for the Goblin King to take her little brother away. And, As you do. <laughs> yeah. And that's when the fabulous David Bowie, oh, come, who is the Goblin King, despite... Not looking not like the little, not not looking like the little uh, looking, puppet goblins, the little muppets. Looking like fucking Ziggy Stardust. Oh yeah, fucking Ziggy Stardust all the way <laughs> comes and takes the baby brother away. And when she decides, no, actually, I don't want you to kidnap my little brother. He goes, well, um, you've got can't remember exactly how long, but you've got a certain time limit, yeah. and if you don't come save him in that time limit, he's gonna be my little goblin bro. Yeah. So you're gonna have to wander through my labyrinth, thus the name. Okay. And uh, so it, it's the movie's kind of revolutionary and like because I've seen clips of it, like the mm. the like upside down, like the maze thing where it's like, yeah, there's... it's like that weird. I can't remember like the painting of that artist where it's like the staircase. The, the, the and stairs like that you know you go you go yeah. up uh, up some stairs and then you find that you're actually going down some completely different stairs. That sort of twisty, topsy maze, but that, that's a little bit more towards the end. But yeah, it, it did have some really good special effects. Um, yeah. Oh, there's one really... She, she um... gets a little goblin companion who, um, so, sort of throughout the movie, he's sort of going, well, I like her, but also if I don't stab her in the back, David Bowie's gonna kill me. Yeah. And like, of all the people to get killed by, David Bowie's pretty bad. Yeah. So, uh, he, he sort of has that inner conflict which you know he's a he's a little puppet yeah. he's not an actual person i think he's a puppet it's anyway so just getting back on to like the special effects like a lot of them like i mean especially considering for a movie made in the 80s they still look pretty good today it it does hold up fairly it, well except for one scene i think it's there's this one where it's a very very obvious green screen mm. uh i think it's like this dance like one of the song numbers and oh um yeah I, I, I only it's ever like remember this, like, the one... green sky background, and, like, it's so obvious that it's just a bunch of puppets and Jennifer Connelly on a soundstage, because you can actually see okay. the green screen outline I of a few of them, so... It's, it's basically... I it vaguely sticks, know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it sticks out, like, because like, like, I've seen it on, like, a top ten list of, like, worst visual effects in a mm. movie, but, like, give it give it some credit. I think it was, like, only an honourable mention. Yeah. That, because, like, well, given the time period and things like that, but, like, it stuck out like a sore thumb but, uh, in this movie. Speaking of... The uh, musical numbers, David Bowie. R.I.P. Yeah, D- David Bowie. The the only the, there's some good music in there, but the only one that anybody ever wants to talk about is a uh, dance magic dance. Dance exactly. Where he's basically telling this little baby boy, if your sister doesn't get here soon, you're gonna be a little fucking goblin, you. And uh. Has this great party with all his goblin mates, and the baby's just like, "Yeah, this is fucking jamming." <laughs> just sort of, you know, 
rocking around, mm-hmm. babies have babies smiling and laughing, like oh, little, obliv- awesome. little oblivious <laughs> shit that he is. And um, David Bowie's just like, fuck yeah. I, I'm supposed to I'm I'm supposed to be in love with this chick, but I'm gonna make her go through all this fucking effort. I'm gonna do exactly what she said not to do. No taxi backsies. Yep. Yeah, he he's actually he's a, a really good villain. Like you yeah. you wouldn't really expect it, but he's genuinely terrifying. Yeah, just like, from like the clips that I've seen. Bes- like... Besides the fact that he's a full grown man who's trying to get in the pants of a young Jennifer Connolly. Yeah. Uh, he's quite terrifying. Yeah. Like, like, there's a lot of mo- moments in the film where he, one of the goblins does something he doesn't like, so he goes, well, fucking sit down, or I'm gonna... Uh, he's not... Or, he's... or you're fucking gone, mate. And... So he doesn't just kill his henchmen. No, he, do- he doesn't kill he them. He only to. threatens to kill them. Or throw them in the, uh, bog of eternal stench. Oh, okay. If you, if you get thrown in the bog of eternal stench, it smells real bad, and you'll, uh, never get that stench out. Doesn't wash away. That's okay. eternal... You know, there's a scene where they ha- where they have a big moment where they're like, "Oh, if we can't fall into the bog of a turtle stench, we have to get across." Oh yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> is it like um? Well, we might move on from um, uh, um labyrinth there to move on to like another celestial body of water that like will give you stench. And I'm talking about the swamp of sadness in the never-ending story. Yeah. God, hey, that's um, fucking depressing, isn't it? Oh god. <laughs> that scene where the where yeah. Uh, what's his horse's name? I can't remember. Uh, a- Atreyu. No, Atreyu's no? the boy. Fel- Atreyu's the Mm. Atreus the boy, Falcor's the bloody giant. I, I know Falcor. Look, Everybody the... knows Falcor. Mm. Uh, the, yeah, uh, the giant dragon-looking tampon. The, yep. the, the Chinese luck dragon. Mm. Okay. Okay. Luck dragon dog. Person uh, well, whatever. Thing. Not not moon. No moon child was that kid's mother because that's what he has to shout at the end of that movie. He's <laughs> like, say my name. And dude, you have to say Heisenberg, not <laughs> not moon child or but, whatever um, the name is. But it, it, it's another story about a young child. Although this time it's um. A, probably a yes. boy. Yeah, but with we, a, with we a, think with a stupid name, Bastion. Yeah, <laughs> just call, uh, Se- I don't know if your name is Sebastian, but call you just call yourself Seb if that's the case. Yeah, don't call yourself Bastion. That just sounds yeah. weird. But um, it, it's the story of young Bastion who's being bullied when he finds a when when he runs into his local library. Well, there's a mysterious old librarian. Li- librarian, that's the word. I was tr- trying to say book salesman. Na- gives him this no, magic book. No, the book sa- uh, the librarian is very clear that he should not take this book. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because the it's book, a magic book. The book's book. kind of calling to him, though, it, isn't it's it? It's just sitting in the middle of the fucking library. Like, dude, lock that shit up. But no, um, Bastion, thinking that, you know, he's hot shit, uh, steals the book. Because, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Th- this... This grumpy old man's telling him he can't have the book, but he wants that book. So he takes it, hides in an attic, and just reads the book, really. The, the, whole, the whole movie is about a kid reading a book. Yep, and then but, uh, he somehow the, comes but in. But the book what? is magic. The book is magic. The book is magic. And it is full and it of weird... sort of changes as... There, there's some minor change Not minor changes... Changes that occur due to minor actions from Bastion. Yes. Uh, the adventure of Atreyu and Falcor trying to save the childlike Empress, or the, yeah, the save, or the, Fantasia. save the childlike Fantasia is the world, isn't it? I, I think they're saving the princess so that they can. Oh, sorry, Empress, so that they can save Fantasia. I think yeah, it's like from, a from the nothing chain reaction thing and from the nothing. Hell. And like, cause which I, um, if, if you're not used to the subtleties of sim- cinema, is a um. Basically, read books or you're a horrible fucking person who's killing creativity, you piece of shit. Yeah. 
Um, just I'm, I'm going to admit, um, I only saw this movie for the first time either last year or two years ago. Like I didn't grow up with this. Well, I saw the really terrible um, cartoon show that I, used to be on ABC, ABC yeah, in the morning. I'm actually like surprised I don't remember more of this movie considering how many times I've seen it. Oh uh, well, uh, I, I will say I really enjoyed it, and like a lot of the like. As I said, like like with Labyrinth, I'm guessing, like for an 80s movie, like a lot of the practical effects are really, really good. Oh, yeah. There's a few that like don't show it up. Like, well, like when, he, when, he, when, when he's flying on Falcor, When, when he's flying obvious. on Falcor, it's pretty obvious, but it also looks cool as shit. Yeah, exactly. When, when that happens, And then when you're he like, eats the bullies at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Falcor fucking... Like, uh, murders two like, kids at the end. Hey, he's, he's the Barney the Dinosaur of the movie. Yeah. Hey, kids, I'm gonna kill you! <laughs> You know, that sort of, um, this is supposed to be a children's character. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, well, this is... Chases I, down some bullies. Yeah, well, this is, this is, this is Germany's idea of a fucking children's story. The, the, 80, this... the 80s were the time to terrify yeah. your children. Yeah, like... Um, Scar as, them for life. Hey, even Disney was doing it with, like, the Black Cauldron and Return to Oz. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, everybody was a bit... And also, like, especially <laughs> with this movie, you cannot mention the never-ending story without that awesome Lamal song. That oh, is yeah. just the uh, never-ending story. Don't think too much more or we'll get a copyright strike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I will say, but also another great thing about... Because never-ending story, I think it's a really, really, really great children's film. Or yeah. family film. But And for years, years and years, there have been talks of the remake... And I think Leonardo DiCaprio actually might be involved in a remake yeah, might, that that has been in production or been sceptical for years. So look, I think it could be like it could be a good remake. Except this movie, yeah. except there has been, except they got two horrible sequels. One with yeah. I think, one with Jack I, Black in him as like a bully. Which was... I think we've already proved. Yeah, that was fucking weird. But I think we've sort of proven that uh, the Neverending Story was kind of lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Probably shouldn't try again again. Yep. Again? Yeah. Don't don't do it again or never ending. Again it, never ending. It, like if it's, if it's... you're going to do it, it better be fucking good. Uh, or yeah. We're going to have um, some problems. Unless you can improve on it, like just don't don't bother. Like that's just with remakes in general. Like, Which you... I think the only thing they could really I I really even attempt to improve on is Falcor because mm. even though he's a Puppet in the film, but then it might—he look looks like, fucking amazing. It might look like what Arthur, Falcor is majestic as yeah, fuck. Yeah, Falcor is great. Like, but I'm just guessing. Like, if you do that again, like it might look more like Appa from the last yeah, Avenger movie. It it if if they do it again, it looks, has to be a puppet because I if they do so. it CGI, it'll like, just if it's just in flying. I think like you might be able to do it. Like, and I guess you could yeah. modernize it a bit. Like the whole like message of getting the kids kids to read. Like, it, it's diff- might... It's definitely a. To be honest, I think the the only way anybody knows how to tell that story in the modern day, though, it'd have to involve phones. Yeah. I, I, I don't think people really know how to communicate that story otherwise, really. Also, just um, if you want to see a great YouTube clip, this is just before we move on to whatever next movie we're going to talk about, there is a great clip from like German TV when this movie came out, and it's got the kid that played, I think it was either Bastion or Atreyu, and the child actress that played the childlike empress mm. and they're on German TV and these kids don't know fucking any German whatsoever yeah and like they come out on like that giant snail that like Deep Roy the fucking Oompa Loompa from the recent Charlie and the Chocolate Factory rides on for the whole movie they come out on that and like this German guy is just speaking to them in German and he's like how what was it like to like speaks this whole thing in German and then right at the right at the end he's like what was it like making movie <laughs> and, it was, and they're like 
it was good. <laughs> and then, like, they go... That's basically the entire interview. The it's amazing. Like, look it up on YouTube if you if you want something funny to watch. Righto. It's great. But, uh, uh... Speaking of scarring your kids for life, Tim Burton's Beetlejuice. Oh, I don't know why you would show your kids this, but... Yeah. Well, it, well, it was... Well, again, this is another movie I didn't see Technically a kid's film. Yeah, I guess so, but it's... I mean, the 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 movie opens with a couple getting like dying. Besides, besides the bloody the bloody Mary analogs and the uh, wasteland of death, yeah, uh, and the it, really fucking creepy imagery. Yeah, it's it's a kids' film. As far as Tim Burton goes, it's definitely a kids' oh, film. Yeah. Well, that's what I kind of liked about Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children as well. Did you see that? No, I haven't. Like he kind of goes back to that because like. And with that, like, little tangent here, because the book the book of that movie that it was based off, like, it had a really abrupt I, ending. I've, I've uh, so, read the first graphic novel and I own the first book. I just haven't gotten around to reading it Yeah, well, it appara- yet. apparently the entire third act of the movie, Tim Burton wrote himself, because the book has right. such an abrupt end. Like, to give it a bit more finality, I guess. Okay. But, and it goes full Burton. There are, like, um, giant invisible monsters fighting skeletons with swords, and, like, it is... Yeah. Crazy! It is. It's kind of awesome. And you've also got um, Samuel L. Jackson with like Einstein hair and halogen light globes for eyes, and it's okay. eating children's eyeballs. It's amazing. But um, but back to Beetlejuice. The basically, a, a couple dies and are introduced to the glorious world of the afterlife. afterlife. Um, basically, there's waiting rooms yep. and waiting rooms. And guys with. And heads. if you try to leave your house, which for whatever reason you're tied to, uh, despite you'll, crashing you'll, your car a several, yep. a fair bit away, I think they explained it in the movie. Yeah, I guess it kind of justifies why um, uh, they stay in the, it, like, they haunt it, the house where they the, died. The, they're, they're newlyweds, and they've sort of just moved into this house, so it's yeah. sort of like where their hearty I think it's, hearts it's, are, I guess. It's Alec Baldwin and Mary Steenburgen, I think, are the couple. Really? Uh, it's definitely Alec Baldwin, I, I know that. So. I think it's Mary Steenburgen, because she was in, but, um, in the 80s. Basically, a family moves in with a daughter who can see the dead for whatever fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's the spooky girl. Yep. And this couple is sort of like, get the fuck out of our house. We may be dead, but this is our house, bitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can't leave the house because everything outside the house to them is a giant desert wasteland filled yep. with fucking world-eating worms. Yeah, oh, I uh, forgot about those. They're... Don't die, kids! You'll get eaten by giant worms in the afterlife. Yep. It's apparently worse than death. Make sure you go to heaven. (laughs) Yeah. But, um... Don't masturbate, you'll get blind. Yeah. Fucking... So this couple sort of starts trying to spook the... Yeah, on and the, family, the family, but they're shit at it because yep. they're too nice. So then they get the help of they they get the help of our friendly Bloody Mary yeah, analog. Exo, what was what does he call himself? A bioexorcist or something like that? Something like that. Basically, he, he, he talks like this. He's like, I'm oh, Beetlejuice. Yeah, terrible impression, but just the most probably one of the most Tim Burton characters mm. to ever Tim Burton. Well, that but what I did just say probably sounds more like Beavis from Beavis, like Butthead L- or little bit. Beavis and Butthead. A little bit, <laughs> but um. You know, he's this quote-unquote man in a mm. black and white pinstripe suit with white skin and Long green, green hair. hair, and he's he's a professional get the fuck out of my house guy. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Li- well, he lives in this 
weird kind of like a Lego city or no, something. No, that, that's like... the husband was building. Oh yeah, because right, he was like an He was like an urban designer or something like that. He was like a like a town planner or something yeah, like that, wasn't he? And uh, Beetlejuice has some interesting powers because he manages to change one of those little buildings into a strip club. Yeah, that's... and then summons strippers. Yeah, to it. Was... So the couple gets shrunk down, and they're walking around this little uh, miniature town, which was kind of cool, really. Yeah, yeah. Ta- they're talking to a miniature, or before that, they're talking to a miniature Beetlejuice, and yeah, he basically goes, "If you want to summon me, you just have to say my name three times." Mm. And so the rest of the movie is basically him trying to trick yeah. them into saying his name. Yeah, uh, it's in- like Candyman, isn't in- it? In- yeah, <laughs> until the. Par- the parents of the young girl who can see the ghost. The yeah. people the, the living in the house. The young girl summons her, though, doesn't she? No, the people living in the house go. Well, yeah, the people living in yeah. the house well, no, find it. out about the ghost, and they basically go, "We can make this into an um into a, a amusement park. You know, we can yeah. exploit this for money." Uh so they somehow one of one of them just happens to be an occultist, so she's able to mm. uh sort of trap the young couple, and it's obviously hurting them for some reason being in the material world mm. and the young girl goes alright Beetlejuice get your fucking ass over here and she summons Beetlejuice who does his job yeah. to, his, to his credit with some pretty good special effects oh some, my god the, the faces that not, they had not, to make didn't, like, mostly the, practical effects yeah but, like the faces that they had to make like the one I think yeah. pulls her face back and then pulls her eyes and like puts them on her tongue or something like yeah. that that looked creepy as there's, fuck uh, but there's also one where uh, Beetlejuice it, it, like it was quite obviously just a costume not like a yeah. proper effect but he basically turns into a carousel oh uh, yeah and it's just was... like spinning around him and mm. he's just like his body is just the middle of it and it's just spinning and he's you know, yeah, it's, just a lot of death imagery. Yeah, it turns into a giant fucking snake. It, it's Burton at his most Burtoniest. Yeah, I would say it the is, most Burtonesque of all Burton films. Yeah, and in, it, cl- classic, I would say. And yeah, like, it, and, it's and, it's a good film, terrifying, but yeah, it's a good film. And it's really, I was surprised how short it was. Like it's only like eighty-eight minutes long. It's yeah, really, yeah, really it's tight. Supposed, really well paced. When you really think well. about it, there's not a whole lot to it. Yeah, there's not. There's no. Is it, it really? Just, there's no dull moments in it. Yeah, it's. It's very concise, and a very... It, it's very well constructed. Um, you know, there's no... As you said, there's no wasted space. Mm. Um, it, it's all very action... Act, not action, but... Like, all, there's always plot going on. Yeah. There's, no, there's no side plots, which, you know, side plots aren't necessarily bad, but it wouldn't... The film does what it needs to for this film. Yeah. Yeah, it knows what it is. Yeah. And it does it really, really well. Yeah. Um, like, there's nothing really deep or meaningful about this. It's just an entertaining, creepy, like... Film. Yeah. It's a... It's really, really funny, too. It, like, it's a nightmare fest. Ma- yeah, Michael Keaton... In this oh, movie. it is really funny, though. Yeah, Michael yeah. Keaton. Like, he's... A, he for, for the titular character, he's barely in the movie. Even, even though he makes a lot of, um... But basically, Beetlejuice is just a massive skis ball. Yeah. You know, he goes to the strip club, he makes a lot of, uh... You know, fart jokes and that sort of mm. thing, but it's not. It, it's never really. Oh, not this shit again. Yeah, it's, it's st- still manages to be entertaining, it, it's even not when like, it's not doing anything yeah, interesting. It's not, it's not like Jar Jar Binks, where it's just like every time he's on screen, it's just get the fuck yeah. out of here. Which, which, to to be clear, most of the film is fairly unique. 
Mm. There, there's not many moments where it's like, well, anybody else could have done yeah, it, this. It's, it's one of those movies where it's like hard to put it in the genre because, like, I guess the, the it, genre, guess the genre is Burton. I guess, I guess by definition, you could call it you, it's a comedy, but like a, a I horror comedy. I I don't. It, I don't think it's a, it's creepy. I wouldn't call Be, it scary. Because there's though. there's too much horror to call it a comedy, but there's too much, too much comedy, comedy to call it a exactly. horror. Exactly. And and then so there's weird. also this sort of drama between the girl and her family and yeah. the uh, the dead couple. Um, and yeah. and the ending sort of doesn't oh, fit yeah. the rest of the film, but yeah, well, it's still it doesn't, a, doesn't it's still it a good with, ending. Doesn't it end with Beetlejuice in the waiting room? Uh, oh, I can't oh, remember. Yeah, yes. And he's but, he's sitting next to the guy with the shrunken head. Yeah, <laughs> but there's uh the it, the ending in the quote unquote real world um is the young girl goes to school and her family's kind of like all right these ghosts can live with us oh yeah look after our daughter and she does well on her oh yeah like on her she she does well on her test so the newlyweds are like all right cool and then they just start dancing Uh, oh yeah that's right yeah i I, I saw the i'm only seen this once and i saw it like a year ago so yeah it's good movie good movie like yeah, if you if you're a fan of Burton, well, you've probably already bloody seen this. But if, if you're a fan of Burton and you haven't, this seen is an it, essential, like essential viewing. Actually, even if you're not a fan of Burton, uh, you should still it it it's a it it should be on your watch list. All right. Well, um, speaking of like well horror comedies, do you want to talk about Evil Dead? Yes, because I have not seen it. This is one of the movies that we have on your little list here that I have not seen. Yeah, the Evil Dead, um, by Sam Raimi is. Well, for starters, it's the only thing that, um, what's the actor's name? Um, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, It's yeah. what he's known for. It, it's really. all he's known for. Yeah. E- even today with, uh, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, it's all he's ever yeah, really... He, he's, he's not known as the gym teacher from Sky High. Yeah. He's, he is Ash. Um, and the, the first one is, the, Evil Dead 2 is a remake of Evil Dead, or The Evil Dead. It's okay. the same film done twice. But uh, isn't it like have a, like a lighter tone? Isn't it like maybe yeah, funnier it's, or like a more it's, silly, more campier? Yes, it's done for the pur- for the purpose of rebooting, basically. So that okay. because the original Evil Dead ends, and with the, the Evil Dead two, they went well. We don't want it to end, so we'll do do it again. Basically, oh, okay. So is it like an is it like a, a par- parallel universe or something that you think this pretty is much taking place in? um Bruce Campbell being the only common actor between the two. Oh, okay. So he's the only actor that's in. He's the only actor that's in both. Well, because of he's them, the only I, one. I believe survived. he's the only one that survives, doesn't he? In the in the original, yeah. But doesn't he get killed at the end of the original? Uh, because doesn't the camera come up to him and he's about to be killed? It's it's or is that more pretty it's ambiguous? A cliff, ending? It's ambiguous. Yeah. Um. It's just he's screaming as something comes up to him. But basically, some teenagers go camping in the woods. Mm. What a Sep- surprise! Familiar? <laughs> yeah, um, they go they go to a cabin in the woods. Not not at all a title drop yep. for another and, film. There, and they find a book that they, they found. Fi- no, by hi- no, no, they don't find the book straight straight away. First, they find a tape. Oh. One of one of those old uh, do, recordings. Do, oh, do you play it and then you die in seven days, or am I thinking of another movie? I think you're thinking <laughs> of another movie. But oh, yeah. they play this tape, and it's a recording of a professor who found the Necronomicon. Actually, okay. they, they might find it as the, at the same time as the okay. Necronomicon. So the Necronomicon, correct me if I'm wrong, is a book that's bound by human flesh or something? Yes. Uh, it's based... Uh, I think it's... I think Necronomicon means the Book of the Dead. I think... Well, Necro is dead. Yeah. Um, basically, it's a book that contains all the evil shit in the world. 
not in a Pandora's box fashion, in a here's spells to do just about yeah. everything wrong fashion. Um, which, if I'm not mistaken, the concept of the Necronomicon was... Like, like the Necronomicon was not made for it, this film. Yeah, it was like something. It, it was an idea that already existed. I believe it was created by H.P. Lovecraft. But oh, okay, yeah. Anyway, that's the Cthulhu guy, right? Yes, yep. that's okay. the guy, the horror writer from the nineteen twenties and thirties. Yeah. But um, so they find the Necronomicon and the tape, and they play the tape, which is a recording from a professor who found the book before them and was hiding at this cabin with... It. Well, not hiding, but he was at the cabin with his wife who turned into a deadite, which is zombies, but possibly scarier. Oh, they're, they're not way? They're not shambling corpses who, if you bite them, you get infected. They're, they have rational thought. They move oh, fast. They have fuck. supernatural powers. Like you, like, you know, they climb on walls and shit. Jeez. Like, these aren't just reanimated dead these are fucking demonic spirits basically um but the the guy who made the tape wasn't too smart because on the tape he recorded himself saying one of the passages from the necronomicon oh okay so when they play the tape it this uh phrase is repeated and thankfully i i believe he also repeats the phrase to stop it but it summons the dead uh Although before we even get to any deadites, Sam Raimi's girlfriend, I believe it is, is the first. Maybe Wait, no, Bruce no, sorry, Campbell's she's or is it... Bruce. Ah, uh, uh, Sam Raimi. Sam, Sam Fucking, I meant maybe. to say, I meant to say Ashes, Ash, but yeah. yeah, Bruce Campbell's. Uh, I don't know. One of the girls goes into the woods for a walk because, of course, you fucking do. Where the most infamous scene from the film hap- occurs, where she's raped by some trees. Oh. Actually, uh, that was on. That was what was on the poster for the remake, I think, of the Evil Dead movie. The one. That yeah, they, they cut it from Evil Dead too because it was. There, there was a bit of debate about whether it was just for the purpose of having her nude or not because she oh, was. Okay. This was the eighties. It was okay to. Yeah, well, show, th- th- show th- th- some skin. This is in the Jason and Buddy Freddy era. Yeah. Um, I, and I think the so. movie was only like MMA fifteen or something. Not. Well, no. here in Australia, it did get an R18 plus rating. I'm not quite yeah. sure about America, but... But it's... Yeah. yeah. It's it's basically just tree roots yeah. come out of the ground and just fool around a bit. Uh, and then she escapes and they're all like, well, what the fuck? What, what's wrong with you? And she's like, we need to get out. Of course, the car's dead, so they can't. No, well, I was going to say the no phone reception. But no no phone no, reception. There wouldn't be any phones. There wouldn't be phone it's reception the back then, yeah. It's the 80s. Um, and then... It's just a slaughter fest, really, the rest of the film. Oh, um, awesome. Bruce, Bruce Campbell is slowly driven mad by all his friends dying and turning into deadites and trying to kill him. Yep. Um, they they managed to kill a few of them, but it really is just... It, it was a cheap film. Mm. Like, it was... Oh, it was made for, like, a It was... Uh, it, a it's entirely set in this cabin. It's just... It's kind of a mix between just horror porn and... Yeah, it, it's gratuitous. It's gratuitous violence and yeah, horror. It's, it's extru- is it really gory? Like, a yeah, lot, uh, lot, of, lot of pig's blood kind of stuff. And there's a of... fair bit. Yeah. Um. So, so the woman who gets raped by a tree becomes a deadite. They lock her in the basement, and eventually, she gets out, and they kill her. Um. There, and they all turn one by one, except for Bruce Campbell, who just sort of the the last like third of the film is really interesting because it's Bruce Campbell on his own and he's just oh, okay. completely fucking insane. Oh. Like he's not even it. It's not just he's a bit paranoid. It's he's talking to himself. He's like 
asking the Deadites to come after him so he can just fucking tear them apart. You know, he's just like, come at me, I'll fucking kill you. And, of course, the Deadites are like, alright, don't give a shit, you can't... I'm a, I'm a fucking demon, you can't kill me! Which he does, of course. Yep. Can't fuck with Ash. Right. Wait, was it this movie where he has the chainsaw? Or is that more no, Army of I, Darkness? No, I don't believe he gets the chainsaw Does he have a chainsaw for a hand it, in, in, in Army in, of Darkness or Evil Dead 2? Uh, at, towards the end of Evil Dead 2, I'm not sure if it happened in Evil Dead 1. And that's when Evil the one. comes in and stuff No, like no, too. it must have happened in the first one. Uh, basically, his arm gets infected... Yeah, yeah, no, it does happen in the first one. His arm gets infected, and he, so his hand he has to is hack it off. his hand is trying to kill him, and he's <laughs> like, it's the campiest, probably one of the campiest oh. things in the film in, in oh, a no, movie full of camp. Um, it's just his hand is coming after him, and he's sort of like is wrestling with it, and it's so obvious that he's sort of just hitting himself, oh. and he so he holds it down and it's just hacks like his spaz- arm off. Is it spazzing while yeah. he's doing it? It's or? just. His hand is trying to kill him, and he hacks it off, and God knows how where he got this kind of skill, but he attaches a chainsaw to his hand oh. and uses it to cut up some deadites. Oh, wow. Um, this so, is my boomstick. Oh, does he say that? No, no, that's uh, more number three, but... Oh, yeah. Cha- chainsaw and a shotgun pretty much okay, no. sums up the Evil Dead movies. All right, and they're absolute cult classics now. Like, they're oh, yeah. Essential... Like, the the third film horror. is... Fucking amazing! It's, but it's batshit insane. Oh, it's, it's it's like it's terrible. It's but it's campy. It's, but it's there's made no quality to, to these movies, but they're entertaining they're as hell. Entertaining. They they know they're not some you know they know mm. they're not masterpieces, and they do well with it, which is more yeah. than you can say for a lot of other films, really. Right, yeah. So well, I definitely got to watch this because I, I found it at cash converters for like two bucks. So yeah. I, I definitely have to watch that at some point. All right. Um. What's all right? So Evil Dead, like as. Carl's convinced me to watch it now, so <laughs> definitely will. Alright, moving on. Um, what is probably one of my favourite movies from the 80s, and a sequel, even though it was made in the 90s, um, would you still consider it an 80s movie? or like I, I'd consider it to be close enough. It is close enough, and it's probably the be- one of the best sequels of all time, and that is... Cue Ter- the music. Terminator and the sequel... Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Yep, or T2 Judgment Day, wherever you're... Yeah. Depends on where you are. Just, the first movie is The, the just... first movie was good. Mm. Not great by any means, but it was good. The story of a young man sent back in time to, prote- to, protect, the mo- to protect the mother of his future yeah, that's... boss and child. Um, and he, he shares my name, Kyle. Kyle. Uh... Mm. To, to protect uh, Sarah Connor, the mother of John Connor, who is his boss, who sent him back in time to protect Sarah Connor yeah. in the first and place. What I love about this movie, like they don't actually cut to the, like because it was made for a considerably less bud, like considerably small budget compared to Terminator Two. Like they stay within that time period. Like, yeah, they, they don't show the any of the they future stuff, which I think is really, really good and like really creative. Yeah, it was, and it does. Besides the part where they teleport in from the future, it does give you that kind of. Well, you don't really have anything to back up these claims. Yeah. Except for the fact that you're being chased I mean, by a giant fucking killer robot. Also, why do you need to time travel naked? Because... Is it because, like, your because, clothes will get mixed in? Because, because it'll it destroy like with... non-organic matter! So, Terminator, really... Uh, uh, and, as I said, a lot, a lot of the visual effects, like, more with T2... 
But a, a yeah. lot of the visual effects and the practical effects as well, they really hold up. The, the original, it sets up the sequel very well. Yeah, like, I mean, you could end it right there. Yeah. Like, it's all of the arcs end in Terminator yeah. 2. Like, like, in Terminator 1, sorry. The, the, well, they do end in Terminator 2 as well. Yeah. It, it's... But it, uh, it doesn't. It didn't. It didn't set itself up for a se- like. It, it did. It, it, but they, it was like, hey, it could end here. They're very good at going at making complete films. Mm. With, well, with those first two, yeah, they're, with... they're complete films that don't cut out the possibility of sequels. Yes, exactly. Like, but that's T- all... Terminator One ends with minor spoilers, but you know, eighties yeah. movie. Uh, Arnie's Terminator head crushed. Yeah, Ter- uh, Arnie gets crushed. crushed. Um, Kyle's dead. Fuck yep. my life. And then, uh, and then she Sarah goes Connor's on the run. goes on the run, but she's also pregnant with Kyle's child. Yes. Um, which is John Connor. Smart like, bastard. No, no, she had, wait, the monologue's at the end of T two, not T. Does she have a monologue at the end of the, Terminator the monologue, one as well? Uh, she does have one, but I, the better one's the end of T two. Yeah, where she's driving in the. Yeah, but the the end of Terminator one, you know, she's just this random ass girl who's been yeah before she saved. Becomes... She's like, the fuck is going on? Start a Terminator 2. She's, a She's ripped tank. as fuck. She is a tank. She is like... I'm jealous of Linda Hamilton's arms. She... <laughs> Fair enough. She's doomsday preppers. Like, she's been locked up because mm. she's been talking about this robot apocalypse and her son John And having is, visions um... of it in, like, oh, very yeah. nightmare fucking... And her son John is... Uh, has been... You know, he's got a foster family who he hates because he's a rebel mm-hmm. kid drives motorbikes and listens to guns and roses yeah um and has a really fucking stupid haircut yeah his haircut fucking yeah, well, it's almost I, as bad I, as yours yeah well it basically looks like mine actually so yeah my, my haircut like that i have right now is basically what eddie furlong has in terminator 2 yeah but um terminator 2 which no con some people might disagree but those people are wrong Far better movie. It is far and away better. Like, I mean, this is the case of where a movie, like, it had a bigger budget and, like, didn't go overboard with it. This is the era where sequels were always better. Yes. Except for, you know, the occasional exception. But the sequels Mm. were better. Always. And, you know, then we got to the 2000s when that wasn't the case anymore. But this was the time... This was the era of sequels. The 90s more so than the 80s. Yeah. And now that's all we get now. (laughs) Yeah. But Terminator 2, basically, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, again, gets sent mm. back in time. Except, and the whole movie, uh, well, not the whole movie, the first half of the movie, he's yeah. third, sorry. Yeah. It's probably more the well, first third. In this movie, it's, it's flipped on its head because he's protecting John yeah. Connor now. He's sent back in time to... At the start, he, it's he, like, this doesn't start, really make much sense. At the start, he's hunting John Connor. And it's like, why are there two robots hunting John Connor? Because there's also this newer model made of liquid metal that can yes. like shapeshift and fucking move through yeah. like gates and just, shit. Just on that, even that that still looks great. It looks so fucking good. And then that was I don't understand how that like twenty years like that nineteen ninety one twenty over twenty five years ago still looked better than half the shit in fucking Terminator Genesis. And oh like, yeah, let's let's not let's ignore Terminator Genesis. That movie was yeah terrible, atrocious. I, I, it took me three to pop times to watch that. It, it took me three goes to get through it, and I still couldn't. I get it, it took me one go, but the whole time I was yeah, just I, I, I saw it fuck on a, this movie. I saw it on a plane on an international flight. Ah, oh, so. that movie. But um, Terminator back to back to the good shit. Terminator Two, mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Actually, sorry, Terminator Genesis. 
There is that one they, scene they at did the start. Ret, they do retcon three and salvation in Genesis. Yeah, but, but the scene, the scene at the start, Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Arnold Schwarzenegger is that was pretty, pretty decent. Cool. It, it's pretty good, and it goes downhill from there. That's the only good thing though. But Terminator two, I, I only went back to Genesis because Terminator v Terminator, fucking hell, those fights are amazing. That, that tr- Every single fight in this film, yeah. is and fucking chasing, amazing. Like I think the standout scene for me in this whole. In the whole movie is the truck chase. Yeah. Like, the... That was... And because that was all, like, before the age of, like... Well, not before the age, but, like... They didn't have, like, those really grand-scale visual effects at this time. Yeah. So they actually did all that shit with the truck and with stunt drivers and things like that. Yeah. And that is just awesome. And, uh... If you... If you watch Honest Trailers, they, they sum it up very well. Uh, it's one of the great boy falls in love with robot pet robot movies. Except that ro- except that unlike every other movie, the robot is a fucking killing machine. Exactly. And the boy's a little fucking rebel who does stupid shit all the time. Mm, yeah. Um. So they go they go save Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor's like the fuck. Why are you working with one of these robots? They're evil. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger wins mental, her over. Yeah, she's a mental patient at this there, point. There, there's because there's at one point where um because where there's at one at one point she says something along the lines of he's the best father he ever got or something. Yeah, this fucking robot is a better dad than Kyle all, all the people she dated. Well, Kyle oh, Reese yeah. was dead. Oh yeah. But, you know, all the people she dated while she had custody of him before she got locked up. Um, And so the liquid metal Terminator is coming after them. And one of the early fight scenes, actually, um, with where Arnie's on his bike fucking flipping the shotgun. Yeah, oh, and where he goes into that bar. Yeah. Oh, the bar scene. When he he first comes back in time, he goes into a... Like a biker bar. A biker bar. And... Pretty much, he's just standing there naked, and these guys are like, "The fuck's wrong yeah. with you?" And he's like, "I'm taking your clothes." Yeah, they try to beat him up. And he fucks them all so hard, steals oh, a bike, and then bad drives off. Then bad to the bone starts playing. Oh yeah, because he is. <laughs> yeah, um, and he drives off with a. I, I believe it's a Model eighteen eighty seven shotgun. I, I, I I've done my research into the guns in this big, film. Big ass gun. Let's just it's, call it that. It's called well, the bag. because the, uh, it, it's quite a fine shotgun. But he's a um, very famous method of reloading the shotgun. Yeah, is it? it the, <laughs> no, it's where he um, sort of just... Because while he's on the motorbike, sort of yeah. fucking... Is he being chased or is he... No, no he's, 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 be- he... he's being chased by the... Police or something? No, by the Terminator in the... Yep. By the liquid metal Terminator. Oh, is, is this one where he has the... He- like, where he's got kind of the claws at this point? Like... Where he's kind of morphed his hands into like these rods that kind of... No, I don't... Because no, th- this, this is when he's on the bike going down oh, the freeway. Yeah. Um, and they like go onto the bridge and shit. Yeah. In the... Uh, those weird like sewer lines, I guess. Yeah, but... yeah. Oh, that, that's what I was talking about. The whole that, the whole truck chase. Oh, right. Yes. Cause... Right. I thought he was in a cop car for some reason. Fucking... Yeah, there's a, there's a few chase scenes in this film. But um, he, he's driving down and he's got the shotgun in his hand and he just sort of twirls it. To reload. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about now. That that was just. So I, I've cool. I've gone over this in my head several times. The practicality of that, it it's a really small thing. Like mm-hmm. they don't pay a lot of attention to it. But the fucking skill the Terminator would need to be able to pull that off mm. is fucking intense. I like know. to because you know it's only open for a couple of seconds and he's just shoving shotgun yeah. shells in there, firing, twirling it again. Fucking holy shit. Yeah. 
And like it's it's one of those really small things that just makes you go, holy fuck, this machine is going to wreck some face. And the rest of the film is basically just this cat and mouse. Yeah, with, between and then like they but, meet the like the the person who made Skynet and whatever. Yeah, they they, like they, ma- they basically go, fuck it, we need to destroy Skynet completely, which results in one of the saddest moments in the film, like genuine tears from this moment. Is this where for most he has people. to sacrifice himself? Um, after they kill the liquid terminator. Um, oh, and also by dunking that, by like dunking him in liquid nitrogen or something. Th- no, the the end fight is holy shit. Oh yeah, because that end when, fight is the, good. The frozen T one. There's a liquid nitrogen truck that fucking I, I think he shoots it, but basically all this liquid nitrogen spills out on the yeah. uh, on the that me, actual... on the metal Terminator who's chasing them, mm. and he like because he's metal, it just completely like freezes him. Yeah, and then and, he, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger just goes, yeah, because um, yeah, the, the kid's been teaching him all these yeah. stupid little phrases to say that are you know yeah as fucking nice awesome kids would do. <laughs> yeah, hasta la vista, baby. Um, shoots him, and that actual shoots him, and he splits apart they, into pieces. They made they made a model of that, like a, I can't remember what they made it out of, but like they actually got a mold of Robert Patrick as that frozen, and they did shoot it, and that's how they. Oh really? That. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, the attention to detail and the pra- like the practical and like effects. Of yeah, like this is this movie for so good for what should have just been a stupid action movie, just sequel, a popcorn summer movie was fucking amazing. It had it's one of the few movies that really. Blends action and had like and like it's an action movie first but of all. But it foremost, actually has a decent. But it has story. a decent story it and does. genuine like heartfelt drama. Yeah, I honestly think like I honestly think this is a better sequel than um, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I I think this is a much better sequel Be- because, because it's it wasn't just the first movie was good and this film was great. It improved on the original in by nearly every everything. single way. Yeah, the probably the only thing that I enjoyed about the first movie was Carl. Well, sorry, not the only thing I enjoyed about the movie, but enjoyed the about I'm the movie that most... wasn't in the sequel yeah. was Carl Reese. Yeah. Like, he was a pretty good character. And, like, Sarah Connor goes from your damsel in distress to a fucking badass. I know. Like, it's... she takes them to this um, place where, you know, she's got a contact, and they j- just... This guy who's like, alright, take what you need, and they fucking load up on guns and shit. Yeah. Like, she's been preparing for this day her entire life. Well, not her entire life, well, but ever since, since, since... Ever since Kyle Reese. Ever since John Connor was born, she's just been on the road preparing to fucking... Yeah, preparing she, for Judgment pre- Day. Defend her... Yeah, Judgment Day. she Judgment Day's coming. She, she knows, and she's just gone, alright, I can't be me anymore. I need yeah. to be better. And she fucking did that. And back to the fight at the end, it's it's a reasonably long fight. Yeah. Like it because uh, after like, liquid it, metal because they're in this sort of though. yeah like because it, it's not like the end of Return of the Re- Revenge of the Sith where it just gets tedious and like they you can t- you can it's, you can tell the point in Revenge of the Sith where they're just like uh like when the, the tower starts falling down and it's like okay this is going on way too long yeah. But it done, did not feel it, like that at all in this movie. It, it's this really intense fight, you know, with this back and forth, because after they freeze and shoot the... Um, mm. And there's the, actually... There's, the stakes are actually really high, too. Yeah. The, um, the, the Terminator... Uh, the liquid metal Terminator... Yeah, T-1000, just for future reference. <laughs> I thought T-1000 T- was the original. T- T-800 was... Oh, right, right. T-1000. Uh, the, the T-1000 sort of uh, unfreezes, because they're in this foundry with, you know... Actual liquid metal, yeah. like red hot 
just flowing metal um, melts the ice, and he you just see these little like blobs of metal sort of slowly re- uh, yeah. collect, and it was a it, that it's was like it's like speaking shit, of special effects. Can't... That was fucking amazing. Yeah, and it's at that point where you're like, oh shit! How it's the this fuck moment of getting... like, holy fuck, he's coming back. We need to get yeah, out of and here. Like, this dude is indestructible. Almost. He, he fucking, <laughs> you know, he's just slowly rebuilding himself, and they're like, "Fuck, we're out." Yeah. Run, they run into the foundry, which the first movie also ended in a foundry, didn't it? I think so. Like, yeah, because ninety percent sure. Yeah, because it's um, he gets like crushed by a hydraulic press or something. Yeah, Arnold. Yeah. Um, they they flee and and then just and then the ending. Arnold sacrifice at the end. Uh, yeah, yeah. So after this long drawn out fight, yeah. After this long drawn out fight with um with the T-1000. T-1000. Shooting um, him to pieces. And shooting just... him to pieces, him reforming. They have a fight near some gears where Arnold's um, arm gets, like, yeah. crushed in the gears. And his face is, and like, kind of Yeah. Well. Um, and, you know, he, he's stuck in these gears, and the T-1000's like, all right, I'm going to go finish my job. Goes to fuck up the other two. Um, Arnold sort of just throws him into the liquid metal, and he's like, that's how we destroy the Terminator. That'll kill him. He's yep. dead. But then both Sarah Con and they throw in the Skynet chip, so Skynet's gone. Yeah. And then Sarah- so like he could have re. So why does he have to jump in in the end again? Uh, because he's the last um oh, yeah. sign of Skynet. He he's the last of the That's technology. Right. Yeah. So they need to get rid of him so that there's no possibility of rebuilding Skynet. Yeah, that's um, of course. And that so he. As he's saying goodbye to John Connor, he stands on this little platform and lowers himself into the, and the liquid metal. Up just and he, as and he, he gives him a thumbs up. One of the most iconic moments in movie history, oh, that I thumbs up it. while he's in the liquid metal. Just his arm sticking up. Like, just, it looks like it's lava. Most people are just going to go, it's lava. They're as in, his arm in like just, a steel mill. Or yeah, something. it's a steel mill, but... It's just red hot liquid. Yes. It, it's uh, as he's just sort of sinking, just sticks his arm up, the thumbs up, fucking, which is one of the other things that John Connor showed him for yeah. some reason. Um, you know, oh, it was to say you're no, okay or yeah, something. Uh, every, yeah, it's every, all good. Every, oh, all good. Yeah. Um, just sticks it up as he's sinking into the me- uh, into the liquid metal, and um, John Connor's just sitting there crying while his mum's like, "This had to be done." It's. So good. It's I, so I, I want to watch this movie again now. Like, I don't own this on Blu-ray. Like, I have it on a hard drive. I, I've, well, I need to lend it off you or <laughs> buy it. Um, it's just a fucking yeah. amazing. So, film. W- watch those two and just completely disregard you, Rise of the Machines, Salvation, and well, Genesis because they, well, they, they are, are terrible. Yeah. Uh, if you're gonna, if you haven't seen the Terminator films already, just watch one and two. But watch both of them. You might as well watch one. Yeah. Like, they are. You can watch them as self-contained films. But Terminator One, I think Terminator can, One's good enough to watch. You can watch Terminator Two without seeing Terminator One. Yeah, I feel. it it. There's a couple of things where we'd be like, all right, it'd be a little. But bit it long. is it is reasonably. I reckon it's self-contained. It's kind of like the Mad Max movies in the way that, like, I think every single one of the Mad Max movies you can watch as a standalone film without seeing any of the other Mad yeah. Max movies. They all stand. Like alone. Terminator Two, I don't think I think they mentioned Kyle Reese like once. Yeah. You don't need to know... John Connor hasn't been born yet. You don't need to know about him. You don't need to know why Sarah Connor yeah. is a fucking bodybuilder. Okay. Um. So yeah, see it. Next movie. S- speaking of... Uh, so, or sort of going back to horror a bit. Um, Aliens. Aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have not seen this. Like, 
I am ashamed to be to call myself a huge movie fan, and yet the only Alien movies movies from the Alien franchise I've seen are Alien vs Predator and Prometheus. So yeah, I kind of hate myself for that. But the 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 first uh, Alien film was seventy nine. Yep. Um, and that was a straight up horror film. Oh yeah, it was it was horror. Like, like just the horror tra- at its horroriest. And I will say, just that I've seen the trailer for Alien so many times. I'm convinced that that the trailer for Alien is it, the best trailer for any movie ever made. Fair enough. It it's, is. Brilliant. It's pretty good. Um, but it's you know a few people trapped in a spaceship far away from civilization. They've just gone to this alien planet and they're trapped alone on their spaceship with a fucking. Alien, yeah. a xenomorph. So as this is, as this, is al- this is aliens. You're this, talking this about. is the original alien movie. There's like a malfunction in the ship, isn't it, that wakes them all up? Uh, no, no. It's they find a planet, and so they oh, go okay. down to the planet, and one of them gets infected by um, the larval stage of the xenomorph, which okay. then infects you with a chest burster, okay. so, which okay. results in one of the goriest yep. scenes in the film that I have seen. That people it still pops out remember this Hurt. day. Yeah, a uh, fucking uh, R.I.P. this John little. Hurt. Be this little worm-looking thing bursts out of his chest. Fucking gore goes everywhere. Yep, they made a little blood. They made spatters. a really complicated prosthetic for that. Yeah, and um, this little this little animatronic alien with the mouth. Yeah, that just sort of like you I can mean, tell it does, it's an animatronic. It does look a bit cartoony when it jumps out and yeah. kind of <laughs> scars um, around. Them. And that thing grows into a full-grown xenomorph. Xenomorph with um, acid for blood. But basically, the only the only survivor of the film is uh, Sigourney Weaver. Ripley. R- Ripley. Yes. Um, Ellen. Ellen Ripley. Is it? Or is I it... think so. I think so. Anyway. Um, but anyway, it's just Ripley. Yep. Um, she survives. She gets away on an escape pod. So this, our second film, Aliens, opens with her yep. being also, found. Also, be, also made by James Cameron, who did both Terminator movies after Ridley Scott did the first one. Yeah. Um, it, it opens with her being found, her escape pod being found by mankind. Um, I think it's 100 years after she left. Oh, really? Yeah. Um... Okay, so what, she would have been in cryosleep. Affair, she was in cryosleep. Yeah. Um, she found, finds out that her daughter lived a long, fulfilling life before she died. Okay. Um, gets to see a photo it's like, of it's like it's like the gets to see Stella. Yeah, gets to see a photo of her daughter, who's this fucking elderly woman. Like, like fuck, that's exactly like Interstellar. Because because she's like, it's been like a week for me since I left. Yeah, and and you know, she doesn't look a day older than when she left. She's her company's like nobody you know is yeah, alive. You're... They're all gone, um, and it's su- like to open a movie. It's super fucking depressing. Yeah, exactly. um, but then these th- there's news that uh, a colony on the alien world, which they landed on in the first movie. Yep. Because of course you colonize a dangerous planet. So um, do you think that with the movie so? You've seen Prometheus, right? Yes. In what way does that figure into the whole alien, like the timeline um, of alien? Because the timeline, it's a prequel. It, it's well before the other movies, but um, in terms of the timeline, there's an alien in Prometheus. Uh, yeah, there no, is. No, no, that wasn't a question. I, I'm, I'm saying that's, that, that's it. It just pops out. It at doesn't. The end. It doesn't have anything to do with the rest there's, of there's the movies. There's face huggers, but it, there's... There's, there's aliens in it. That's that's its connection. Okay. It doesn't affect the other films. Doesn't set up the other films. And then there's that weird white like albino dude that's there. Yeah, too. those have nothing to do with the other films. Okay. It was their explanation for the xenomorph's existence because they can't just be parasites. Okay. That that's 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 too simple. They have to be the bioweapon of an ancient alien species. Mm. 
Um, okay, so aliens. So the, as the first one was a hot, basically a sci a sci-fi horror. This one was straight the, the, up sci-fi action. Uh, no, no, you wouldn't quite. say so. Sort of, but the fir the first third is depressing as fuck. The second half is definitely action, like mm -hmm. uh, second half, Se second third. I meant. Yep. Um, the second act, yeah. Is fairly actiony. It's so so Ellen. Uh, Ellen Ripley, I'm pretty sure it's Ellen Ripley, um, get, gets asked to go with this team to the colony world to find out what happened because, you know, she has experience with it. Yep. Um, and she's like, you fucking idiots. Yeah. There was shit here. You gone and got yourselves killed. Yeah. Fucking don't you, you, touch you, that you, planet. You done fucked up. Don't. But, but they basically tell her we're going no matter what. So she's like, all right, whatevs. Whatevs. Um, goes Got a along. Death wish anyway. <laughs> yeah, my whole family's dead. Don't have much to live for. She goes lose? along, and um, with, with a squad of marines, like fully trained marines, and they find the alien colony, and get ripped the fuck apart. <laughs> Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> uh, the, oh, this great. it's this is when it takes a turn into still an action movie. But action horror. Yep. When this squad of highly trained marines gets torn apart. <laughs> like, they kill a lot of aliens. But they also mostly die. And the rest of the film is mostly about... Ellen Ripley. Or just Ripley. Yep. Um, one of the remaining marines, who's a yep. love interest. And, of, isn't and the, the android as well? There is an android. I an android? think he Bishop dies before the end, though. Oh. I think. He is in there for a while though. Um, and Newt. The little girl. Little girl. Um, who they who's the only survivor of the colony. Okay. Um, who was in nothing else after Alien? The, the yeah, no. no. I, I don't think... I think she actually just was in nothing else. Yeah. Um, one and... One and oh, she got a mention in the third film. Oh, so... There was a picture one, of one her. One done. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I think she was the daughter of a director or something. Yeah, maybe. Um... She she does other stuff now anyway. Mm. Uh, it's like Mara like Wilson. <laughs> yeah, non acting stuff. Um, probably wrote a book like Mara Wilson too. Yeah. But so you know the 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 film is it's strange for the sequel to a pure horror film. It does have a lot of action, but it's still good. It's a bit campier, but sorry, calling it campy probably isn't no accurate. I, just from what it's, I've seen of like the clips and things. Just like that, compared to know. the first one. In, in terms of effects, no, but in terms of what happens, it is a little bit like the line Game Over Man, um, which comes out of fucking nowhere. Oh, okay. Um, See, I, I saw that in the, um, the How It Should Have Ended for Avatar, and I had no idea what the fuck that was referencing yeah. until I saw that clip from Alien, it's, and it was like... It's, yeah. The, the Marines get wiped out, Ripley at her finest being, fuck this, we're going to get off this planet. In a mech suit? Oh, the, Does that, that scene at the end. Um, Get away from her, you bitch! <laughs> yeah, the so they go through trials and tribulations trying to survive. Um, they're running around. These fucking aliens are coming after them. They're overwhelming odds. There's no way they can kill all the aliens. Um, but there's a scene towards the end where they've got their escape route. They've got a ship that they can leave on. And the alien queen comes in and is like, Fuck you! I'm gonna kill you! So, even though there's uh, the... The surviving marine, Ripley's love interest, has been yeah. wounded, I believe. And so he's on... Or, or he's running the ship or something. So while he's warming that up, Ripley's like, I'll be right back. 
just got some shit to take care of. Gets in a loader mech, so you know, this is not a war, not a weapons platform, it's utility, it's for heavy lifting. Gets in it, and fucks up the alien queen. Like, the aliens are, on their hinds, they're a fair bit taller than humans, but when mm. they're in their normal state, which is sort of, um... Yeah, they're... Velociraptor-like, mm. they're about as tall as your human, as a like, person. Yeah. Um... Uh, but the alien queen is fucking, like, a few stories Dude, tall. Yeah. It's massive. She just gets in this lotus suit, fucks it up. Like, um, there's, a, there's an episode of Community where Arbed yeah, is, dre- yeah. is dressed up as... As the alien. Uh, no, oh, Arbed's and the Tro- alien. Troy's Troy, dressed Troy's up. the next suit. Yeah. Tro- Troy's the one I was thinking of. And he's of. making all the noise, like... Yeah. <laughs> but the, I think the fact that it's made out of cardboard... Yeah. ...quite uh, accurately... <laughs> Depicts what the lotus suit looks like. Like obviously, it takes hits, yeah. but it you know it it doesn't look very real. Um, no, it looks like that like it made out of plastic and like yeah, it, like, it, that, but like it twists a bit and it's it, 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 it looks like look, all of the practical offense went when, towards when the it's aliens. Move, when it's moving, it looks like it could just be bits of cardboard strapped to her arms that she's sort of moving around. Yeah, because but that fight is fucking awesome. Yeah, I've seen because in in the first fight. film, Ripley is like. A back against the wall survivor. She's not. So she's, she's kind of like. She's not a combatant. She's kind of like well, Sarah Con- Sarah Connor in the Terminator. Yeah, movies, would you say? Yeah, like how in the first it, film she's like a. Yeah, that that's a really good parallel from from one female action hero to another. Um, they're they're both the first film. Although in, in, in the first film she does do some fighting, but it's because she has to. Yeah. The second film. They're both badasses. Yeah, Ripley goes from... Go, basically, the second film, she goes, Fuck this. I'm not dying. I've survived this once. Yeah. I'm not dying now. And she fucking tears apart everyone who stands in her way. Um, and that film's just fucking hell, yeah, man. That I, film's amazing. Again, I don't know how I've gone 19 years in my life without seeing this movie. It's... <laughs> but... it Again, like Terminator 2, not. it's not... You're not there for the plot. Hell, You're there to watch people yeah. be fucking Hell. awesome. Who knows? Like this might even be on my buddy film, film like my, in my, one of my courses at film school. So there, it might be. Like it's a really good film. Like um, would, which one would you say is the better sequel, Aliens or Terminator Two? Uh, I'd say Terminator Two, just because Aliens is amazing. Like I love them both, but Aliens is a bit more. Disjointed. Oh, okay. It, Not it's it, it's like there's connections to the original Alien. It is definitely a sequel um, in terms of story and characters and everything. But it's it's not as it doesn't do as well as a self-contained film. Mm. It does have an ending, which is them on the spaceship flying away into happy into space to Not hopefully going back to Earth. N- no, hopefully to or go back Earth to, to Earth. Is Earth long gone at this point? No, no they I, I think it's Earth. Their home planet, anyway. Okay. Wherever that is. You know, it's a happy ending okay. until until Alien Three. Uh, yeah, oof. We won't talk about that. No. Yeah. Well, even David Finch has disowned himself from that. So <laughs> I don't know. It's. I feel like you need more context to watch Aliens than you do to watch Terminator Two. Yeah, I've got a feeling it's, like if you just if you hadn't seen the first Alien, you, would you be confused it, what's going on? It, yeah. It's just. I feel like them. Even though it's not always referencing the first film, like you don't. Yeah. You don't necessarily need to have seen the first film, but I feel like it's it stranger if you haven't. All right. It it feels it it if you just watch Aliens, it, it'd sort of be like like somebody's telling an inside joke, like yeah, okay, like you know, like you kind of get it, but you don't really understand why it's 
good. Yeah, I guess. I know what you mean. Yeah. It, it, it's hard to explain. Just right. t- Terminator 2 is the better sequel. Alright, well, yeah. So, Alien and Aliens, like, I definitely will be seeing them. Like, if I can find them, hopefully they're on that hard drive of mine that I've got that has, like, yeah. thousands upon thousands of movies from basically the 80s all the way up to the 2010s. Yeah. So, hopefully it's in there somewhere. But um, moving on from, I guess, aliens to another um, part of the horror genre. Are you are you afraid of ghosts? Oh. No. <laughs> I, well, I ain't afraid of no ghost. That's what I was looking for. Yep, Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! No, it's, as the kids in um, Ghostbusters 2 would tell you, it's He-Man. <laughs> Fuck He-Man. Have but you he seen has the, he- the power! Have you seen the He-Man film? It was shit. Yeah, but that was Dolph Lundgren though, and that had they had that weird bloody Smurf. He man's only good if it's a TV show. Yeah, that's on Netflix now, by the way. If you haven't seen that, <laughs> and She-Ra is too. Yeah, I know. But yeah, Ghostbusters. It's <laughs> calling it a horror film. It's not. Well, no, Ghosts is in it, that horror a, genre. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. It's yeah. a comedy. Someone, someone on the internet was trying to say it's an action film. I'm like, no, it's no. a comedy. It's a comedy with like action. It's scenes. a comedy with. It, it's not even really action. I mean, they shoot some laser beams. I mean, everything. Some I know. Weird laser beams. I will say though, like this movie, it's just so ingrained in our pop culture. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's sort of strange. It's it very feels strange. Like, like they basically just grabbed four comedic, comedic actors yeah. and went, here, you're yeah, in a film. A- a- SNL but guys, it, yeah. And just... Until I looked back on it, I didn't really think of it as a comedy. No, neither did I. I didn't really... Like, I just thought it was just a funny movie that was like... I, yeah, I didn't really place it in any particular genre, I guess. Mm. Uh, it was just a family film. It yeah. was... But then, like, if you watch it again, there's like whole, there's yeah. all this shit. That, it's like watching Shrek or something. When yeah, you're, it, it's a comedy there's film. There's a lot that it you is. miss. It, it's definitely a comedy film. It's just it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, but and but even just the way that they introduce some of the characters, like it's perfect. Like the opening scene when you first meet Doctor Venkman and he's doing that test with the shocks and he's just got the cards. It's like, what is it? Yeah. Like that scene. Like every time I watch that, it's just so funny to me. It's and it's just Bill. This is Bill Murray at his best too. Uh, yeah. Easily. Oh yeah. Bill Murray just steals the show. Like, if you look at the other actors, they're great. Yeah, they are. D- Dan Aykroyd, the late Harold Ramis, they're but, all really, really good in this. But you're not going to remember Even him as much as you do Bill Murray. No. Who's ba- basically just the skeeziest motherfucker in the movie. Yes. He He's... He's an... Uh, he, he's... Like, his whole, his as whole... Sigourney Weaver says, you don't seem like a scientist. You're more like a game show host. Yeah. Oh, because Sigourney Weaver's in this film again. This yeah. time as I think, I think Sigourney Weaver changed the, to game show host. I think it was like used car salesman or something. Yeah. In the script. She's so... um, she's more of a damsel in distress in this film. Yeah. Then you know she's not the badass action hero we know and love from Aliens, mm. and it's barely mention barely worth mentioning sequels. Yeah. Um. Or reboots. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, she, you, you know, it's a it's a definite tone shift. Yeah. Um, and and Bill Murray basically spends the entire movie trying to get into her pants. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then when he tries to, she's like floating above her covers and like growling at yeah. the dog. Yeah. When, when he's finally like, shit, I'm gonna get lucky. Zool, motherfucker. Zool, motherfucker. Zool. Oh, oh fuck! Thank, thanks, nostalgia critic, for doing that. Every time I think of an like, every time I see like a ghost or something yeah. popping out in the thing, I just think Zool, motherfucker, Zool. Yeah, but uh, it's definitely like the the ghost. Uh, mm. uh, 
really reminds me of like the main ghost. Yeah, Goza or yeah, I think it's Goza. Yeah, definitely kind of makes me think he should be a David Bowie character. Oh yeah, just definitely. from his makeup and costume and everything, he's definitely, he's yeah. very well. It was, a, it was he's a, a very flamboyant I, I ghost. I don't know. Was it actually like was, for a dead guy? He some, give, some, he cares a lot about yeah, fashion. Something I'm wondering is was that like I don't know. Like no one's actually told me. Is that the receptionist? Like did Goza like um did Goza possess the um the bloody receptionist of the Ghostbusters? Because it looked like it was her. Really? It did. I'm just I've never wondering. that. I'm thinking it might have been, but it, I don't think it is. But it hmm. looks a lot like it. Anyway, but this is one of those movies that I watched so much. As I, I had um, Ghost. I had Ghostbusters one on DVD as a child. Oh, except I didn't. Um, I, I, me and my dad got it from Video Easy like every couple uh, of weeks. I, I I had the um, double collect. Uh, sorry, the, I had the, the two pack of Ghostbusters one and two, and I think the discs were labeled wrong or something oh okay i can't i can't was one of the special features or something or no like one of them was um like ghostbusters 2 was actually ghostbusters 1 oh or really I, I can't quite remember because i know it was weird. both movies in the one pack but i just remember we were really confused about them being the wrong movies or something <laughs> they was it was definitely ghostbusters but the wrong ones i think wow um it's weird that's uh, that's mm. DVDs in the early two thousands yeah. for your kids. Yeah, we'll say. But then also, like, it would have been worse with VHS though. It it, it, it wasn't VHS. It was uh, it was. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't have. It was CD ROM. You wouldn't have got double packs. You, you VHS, wouldn't get would you? Du- double VHS. No. No. RIP VHS. But but, v- but I will just VHS say, tapes. Like, with with this movie being so ingrained in our culture, there's just so much from this movie that's like kind of gone. Yeah, like just gone into our pop culture, like. Who so are you going to call? Yeah, all that stuff. And then there's also, like, back off, buddy, I'm a scientist. Yeah. Yeah, ugly little spud and slimer and all Stay that Stay puffed, stuff. marshmallow Do- dogs man. Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Yeah. There's a lot of... If, if this movie... Yeah, yeah, yes, it's true, this man has no dick. If this movie came out today, it would be a collection of memes. Yeah, well, that's you didn't see the remake, did you? No, and, thank and, God. Let, let, me, let me just say, the remake... Oh, God. Can people just... People just need to settle the fuck down, okay? The remake wasn't was average okay it wasn't good it wasn't terrible it was just average the i i find it uh, so amazing that this managed to be the most political thing in 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 a u.s election year where donald trump and hillary clinton were the fucking candidates how the fuck does that happen yeah i baffling i i just I'd, i'd like to stay away from the reboot yeah, but it's. I enjoyed it when I watched it, but it was like there's it do, kind of detracts. There's like a lot of fart jokes, and I think there's even a queefing joke at one point because you know they're ladies, right? And all that kind of stuff. But like, it's it's not that bad. There are quite a few funny bits to it, but apart from that, like it doesn't really improve. And also, they have kind it was of, an it was origi- an unnecessary reboot. Yeah, it doesn't it, do anything good, but it's not trash. Yeah. It's not trash, but then well, there are there are also a few like really demeaning cam- cameos, like um, Bill Murray is in oh, the reboot God. as like a debunker. Yeah, I know. And like, but Dan Aykroyd's a cab driver. Ernie Hudson's a limo driver, I think, as well, or is like um, no, I think she's Leslie Jones's uncle or something. Yeah. Yeah, and Sigourney Weaver shows up at the end for like no reason. Yeah, one one of the actually no, I won't. Let Let's just back back to the original. The good, the good shit. The good one, yes. Um, the only one worth mentioning. Yeah. Uh, the original film, for me, was 
Looking back, it's a lot. It, it's definitely an '80s movie in terms of tone. Yes, like it's definitely. supposed to be a family movie, but it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, and and there's also a lot of like, well, I wouldn't call them in, innuendos because they're fairly blatant. Yeah, <laughs> even though it's a PG-rated movie, like yeah, it's... like it, but growing up with a lot of these movies, be, being born in the late '90s, I mm. my uh, my mother was very much an 80s kid though so i grew up with um yeah okay i i grew up with a lot of um like 80s, 80s films and mm. uh you know ghostbusters the labyrinth yeah um, i didn't really grow up well my that my, sort of stuff. my parents are a bit older than your mum so yeah. um uh yeah i got well i got grown up on like a lot well ma- mainly like pixar and things like that and like disney films and other yeah. kind of stuff like that but like with the live action ones like ghostbusters and another movie we might as well talk about another movie series Back to the Future. Yeah. Ghostbusters and Back to the Future were movies that I watched so many times as I, a kid. I didn't see Back to the Future until much later in life, actually. Really? I didn't see it till like, th- two or three years ago, I think. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> really? There's still a lot of older movies that most people would consider essential viewing that I haven't seen yet. Oh, so, same here. Um, like, there are so many movies that I haven't seen. Like, well, you but, said Aliens and Labyrinth and like yeah. all those movies. I haven't seen any uh, But Back to the Future was... Per- the, yeah. I think... S- it is- seeing it... Because that, as I said, that's the sort of movie I grew up with. But seeing it a lot later on was sort of weird. Mm. Because it, f- from the perspective of someone of someone today, it's yeah, and especially like watching it now, yeah, like and it, we we're past the time where that was the future. Yeah, the future and Back to the Future is now our past. Yeah, I, yeah, I must have Which seen it in weird. 2015. You wow, um, like because I saw it when. For the, like, for the yeah, first I time, I, was, I saw it when I, for the first time was about six or seven. Yeah, maybe even when so, I was so five. So on one hand, so. it's like the structure of the film, and um, well, that's the sequel. Yeah, not, not the original. Um, twenty fifteen, but um, I, I must have seen them both in twenty fifteen. Yeah, it, it's just a- anyway. Uh, it it's it's just perfect. It's like it's, I think they're great, great uh, movies. It yeah, but for me it was strange because it's. I was watching it at the same time I was watching, you know, uh, like... Like modern films. Yeah. Like, kind of thing. But, well, 2015, what came out then? Like, well, all the, basically, like, with all this Marvel stuff coming yeah, out. Yeah, like, like, all uh, surrounded by all this Marvel stuff was Back to the Future, which is more akin to what I grew up on. Yeah. So it was And, this... like, were you like, how, why did I not see this until now? Oh, yeah, my, my, my mother uh, was very confused when I told her that I hadn't seen it before. And she was like, what, I swear, was she like, I swear I showed you it? She, she's like, I have failed. <laughs> I have failed in my oh. parenting. Because, yeah. um, you know, she's a big fan of Back to the Future. But it's... And it's, apart from like, I mean, it's very kid-friendly, like, when you watch it. It's very... Until, until there's an attempted rape. In, in, attempted in rape and almost incest. And almost incest. Of the strangest kind. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. I mean, I mean, and that's now become like the plot point of nearly every time travel movie right now. Yeah. And definitely. The uh if if you went back in time and your mother you was there and she yeah. was she and was you, your age and she was hot and you may have accidentally became your own father like um, Yeah. Well, I mean, he almost did. Yeah, but then he wouldn't have been... Never mind. That's opening a giant wormhole of... Hey, hey. If Kyle Reese can go back in time and give birth... Uh, to his best... Con- conceive his... Be- best friend. Conceive his best friend slash boss, I think 
being your Marty own dad Mc... isn't that much of yeah, a jump. Yeah, but then Marty McFly is starting to he, disappear. He, but when but another he can, guy is but dancing, with wouldn't his, he contains well. his own genetic code? Uh, okay, so only, wait, kind no, of. What about only half of him disappears, <laughs> and then like, and then like he has red hair. And, it's like, twins, and shit like that. What, oh, yeah. one, one of them's one half of him, one's the other half. Mm. There's two Marty McFlies now. Yeah. I will say, like, that is a really good... Ch- like, I'm glad that... I'm kind of glad that Eric Stoltz got kicked off this movie and they got re- and they replaced him with, um... um what is, what's his name? Michael J. Fox? Yeah. Because Mike, this is so good. Like, he, Michael he's J. Fox really, is he's really, really good really in good this. actor. And Christopher Lloyd, like... And I'm surprised... Christopher Lloyd was in his late 40s as Doc Brown. Jesus. So, he's... A lot older than he looks in that movie. Yeah. Because I thought, surely he must be dead by now. I'm like, no, he's only in his 70s. I'm like, shit. Jesus. But uh, Michael J. Fox, when when somebody hires, uh, in a modern movie, when you are playing a awkward teen, it usually involves a lot of, um, like, acronyms. And yeah. What, what adults think teenagers are like. Yeah. That sort of awkward, Your stilted... types. Yeah. yeah. That... What? This isn't... I don't know people like this, and I'm this age. What are you doing, movie? Yeah. What What shit are you trying to pull on me? But when... Michael J. Fox does it really well. Yeah. You I can mean, kind it's, of it's go... Weird. It's weird. I, I, even though, like, I grew up with that, and, like... Yeah. It's, it's still weird seeing my, Michael J. Fox as he is now. Yeah. Like, it, it, I just don't... Like, something in my brain just doesn't register. Like, I'll always see him as Marty McFly. Yeah. Like, it's, it's... It's... He very much is sort of... A genuine teenage, even though he was in his early twenties, mm, yeah, when, or something like that. Yeah, for Back to the Future, Maybe I believe. Not, I think he was only in his thirties or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he was an older person, but he still looked like he could have been a teenager or like yeah. just out of high school. Mm. Um, which is, you know, when it's, when you see a film now, that's never the case. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like some of those people, like especially in Hollywood, like Elijah Wood, like he's like in his mid thirties now, and he still looks like he's bloody. 18. He, he still looks like he's 18. He still looks yeah. like he's 18. Like, and also, I've watched that Dirk Gently show that's on Netflix. That's really, I, really, I really fun. I haven't seen it yet. That's really fun. Um, but yeah, getting back to Back to the Future. Back to Back to the Future. Back, getting back to Back to Back to Back. Back to Back to Back to the Future. To the future. That, that's what you do when you have a Back to the Future marathon. It's a ah. Back to Back to Back to the Future. Right. Yeah, it's just... I think it is the definitive 80s movie, even though it takes place in the 50s. Yeah. There's... And just from, like... From the... Music to oh that that's the way the characters are oh yeah the, da, 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 one of the best the the, the uh, little by the out of time the, the... orchestra I think is what the right on the album it's the out of time orchestra that does the Back to the Future theme that's pretty good the little uh, rock show he puts on towards the end of the film. Oh, uh, yeah. It invents rock. Yeah, and then... Um, rock and roll. And then um, Marv- it's your cousin Marvin. Marvin <laughs> Berry! Yeah. That's just... And even speaking about all of that being put into our culture and things like that, mm. Back to the, so many things from Back to the Future have as well. Like, yeah. Like the flux capacitor and like don't go over 88 miles an hour and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the DeLorean didn't. The, Delor- the DeLorean... Uh, for oh. for those who don't know, the DeLorean so quotable too that movie. The DeLorean was a like it was a genuine car. Um, yeah. It was the guy who created it. it. Was like his dream car, except it was a piece of shit yeah. that barely ran, and it was like a massive hazard yeah. and all this other stuff. Um, and but when 
they were making Back to the Future, they went, this is exactly what I want my time machine to be. That yeah. look, that looks like it should be a time machine. Yeah, exactly. Because, because it was advertised as the car of the future. Mm. Um, even though it barely ran. Yeah. It probably wouldn't hit, and, it probably wouldn't hit 88 miles an hour yeah. and, and like without as, breaking down. And like Doc Martin, Doc Martin, Doc Brown, like what Doc Brown says in the movie, like, well, Marty, if you want to build a time machine, why not do it with some style? Yeah. It's, it, it's not a good car, but it looks great. Yeah. Um, and th- there was some awful stuff that happened with the guy who made the car, like, b- when, uh, when it yeah. didn't, even after, um, and then Back Sa- to the Future, the car didn't really sell well. No. Um, so sa- sadly he, uh, went, went over to the dark side a bit, invested in some shady yeah. practices to try and, you know, get his car out there. Cause it, this was his dream. Like this was his life goal was to build this car and have it Jeez. be a success. And it wasn't, and it no. crushed him. Um, it's really sad. He he, he uh, was he he went to jail for some of the things Jeez. he did to try and sell this car. Um, yeah, it's a bit sad. Little bit, but just the like the choice of car is mm. so like despite all that history with it, it's so iconic the DeLorean that even in a way it sort of was a success mm-hmm. not as a car but as yeah, a there symbol are so, there are so many things especially in um, back to the future part two as well like when they go to the future like i mean the DeLorean's obviously like a huge future. pop culture icon yeah it's the past now but like even the hoverboards the bloody like the automatic lace-up shoes that yeah. he has the oh sure the bloody surely jaws... we should have at least automatic lace-up shoes yeah by now. like jaws nine t- i think nike actually did make them for the for the uh, back to the future day Okay. For, yeah, so they did that, and I think... Hoverboards are kind of real. Yeah, you really think that those little um, segways without the handles are hoverboards? Or whatever the fuck No, I mean, uh, haven't you seen, you can get a board that... It's basically a giant fan. Yeah, oh yeah I've seen those, but... They exist! They're very impractical, though. <laughs> they're very impractical, but they exist! Alright, yeah, so... As I said, Back to the Future, amazing movie. All, th- all three of them. A lot of people don't really like the part three when they go I back to the seen old part West. Three. It's actually pretty underrated. It's really, really good. Because mm. um, like they're dealing with a lot of their ancestors and stuff like that as well. Like they're great, great. Yeah. Um, things like that. Great, and, great, great, great. Old then, Biff and Tannen. Then, and then um, oh no, Mad Dog Tannen. Is, yeah. Is, <laughs> and then because um, the. Spoiler alert for number three, so skip ahead. Pr- press the um, pl- the forward 15 button about four times if you don't want to hear spoilers for this. But when the DeLorean gets um, destroyed at the end of um, Back to the Future Part 3, um, they turn Doc Brown t- turns the train yeah. into the time machine, which is awesome. Yeah, that's... I like trains. Mm. I really do. You're not about to be hit one by one, are you? No, thank God. I like train. Thank God this isn't thank, the thank God. movie. Thank God. If if there's no podcasts after this one, oh, yeah. you know why. Is there, is there a mind turtle around as well? <laughs> uh, doesn't okay. look like it. Yeah, references. Do you want to go skateboards though? No. Yeah, references to obscure internet videos. That's. Yeah, I wouldn't call it that obscure. All right, whatever. Like, okay. So we have one more movie that we we're going to talk about. Yes. I forgot what it was, so I'm kind of hoping you uh, don't remember. No, it. no I, I I just thought you were going to continue from there. Um. So do you know who framed Roger Rabbit? Um. No, I do not. Oh, was that creepy guy in the hat? It, wait, was it Christopher? Well, crossing over back from um, Back to the Future, was it Christopher Lloyd? No, no, no it wasn't. I thought it was. Well, and uh, here's a, so who framed Roger Rabbit? I actually only saw this for the very first time about two weeks ago. Really? Yes. Holy fuck! This movie, I saw it like eight times when I was a kid. No, this is the first time. I only saw it for the first time about two. That weeks and ago. Uh, Space Jam. 
Oh yeah, well, we, we 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 don't need to talk about Space Jam. No, but no, it's okay. Keep going. But uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is also directed by Robert Zemeckis, who was the guy that made Back to the Future as well. Oh really? Yep. And also that. the director of Castaway, Forrest Gump, and a whole bunch of other movies. Huh. Yep. Busy guy. Very busy guy. But Who Framed Roger Rabbit is was one of the I think it was the f- no it was the second movie uh, that mixed animation with live action. What would have been the first? I can't remember, but... Oh, I, there, there, there was a few, like, there was a couple of Disney movies, like... Yeah. Like, Bedknobs and Broomsticks and Mary Poppins and stuff like that had that earlier. Yeah, but, like, but I mean I mean one of the ones that was, like... Yeah, like, mainly. Dis- uh, this is, like, pre... Disney, like, pre- Looney Tunes characters. Yeah, but, like, pre-Space Jam and things like yeah. that. Um, because, you know, there's a few cameos from, like, Daffy Duck and... Yeah. Oh, that the, sort of the, the, the part where, um, uh, they're in that, um, like, bar. Yeah. And Donald the, the Duck... The saloon. Yeah, when they're in the saloon and Donald Duck and Daffy Duck are having, like, the, like, they're having that piano Yeah. Fight. That is so good. And, um, the... I, I can never remember his name, but the cowboy character. The y- red beard. Yosemite Sam. Yeah, that's the one. Um... Marmot. Yeah. Just sort of shows up and is, you know, a villain. Yep. Because he can't be a good guy. That'd be crazy. Yep. Um, does Marvin the Martian pop up? I don't think he does, no. Because uh, um, I remember there's the part where um, Bob Hoskins gets thrown out the building and like Mickey Mouse and... Do- and um, fucking Bob Hoskins. Yeah, Super Mario himself. Yeah. Mario Mario. Yeah. So yeah, he gets thrown out like a window or something and like he's falling down and like um, Bugs and Mickey are falling with him. Mm. He's like, eh, where's your parachute, Dad? <laughs> But the... It's like, huh, you're going to die, huh? It, it's... <laughs> oh, God. That's fucking frightening. But it's a good movie. Like, in a time where CGI still was kind of... Yeah, like very uh... in its infancy. Yeah. Well, because Jurassic Park, which was the first film where... That was where... a few years later. That, that, was a few... that was the early 90s. Yeah, well, I think um... even, even Terminator 2 was before that, too. And with the liquid metal stuff. That yeah. Was... That, that, you know, that was when... CGI got a bit more mainspread because it was being used yeah, well. And was, yeah. um, for this movie, it was. I wouldn't really call it CGI. Like no, it, it's, it was taken. It's a blended it sort of was, animation. But it was, you know, you it's, like the kind of animation you'd see in Looney Tunes superimposed yeah, over I mean, a normal film, I guess. I was really Live surprised action. with. Because while I was watching it, I'm like, I know it's a cartoon, but is this really a kid's movie? Yeah, because well, that, that's the thing. Is I was... stu- it's like an L.A. noir thriller, in yeah. a way, but just as, with fucking cartoon was, characters. Um, it's weird. As I was saying to you in the break, the book that it's based on is a lot different. If, uh, if it had have been a proper um, I think they maybe adaptation, it would have been like M, maybe MA-15. Yeah, well, Jessica but, Rabbit would, would have looked a lot different, I'm guessing. No, Jessica would Rabbit would have looked the same. But she's a lot more of um, a hooker, I guess. I will just say, yeah, the horniest um, animators in the world worked on fucking Jessica Rabbit. No, but it, it's book accurate. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Like, that's what she should have looked like, basically, um, if I remember correctly. Uh, but she's she's basically a massive hoe in the book. Um, and the plot's a lot more complicated. Yeah, well, um, the, especially for a kids' movie, this plot is just fucking... But, but spoilers for a reasonably old book basically there's a whole subplot about how the toons can create temporary clones of themselves mm. so at the start roger rabbit dies um but then it's revealed that it was just a clone he... of roger rabbit that oh. he created all right um that, that's dead and then they find uh but then 
Bob Hoskins' character, the detective, yeah. uh, is being helped by a clone of... Um, no, wait. Sorry, it is a very complicated plot. Um, it's Roger Rabbit's clone is helping the Bob Hoskins character, whatever his name is again. Yeah, I've um, that, but... He's Bob Hoskins. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, uh, Bob. Bob gets helped along by this clone of um, Roger Rabbit, who has a time limit on him until he decays, um, and they're trying oh, to solve the murder. The... So wait, is the dip in the book, or is it... The dip? The dip, the stuff that kills toons. Oh, um, I don't think so. Oh, uh, really? If I remember correctly. It's about, it's, like, as you said, it's a sort of noir noir thriller. Uh, in The book is a noir thriller. Yeah. Like, 100%. But with cartoon characters. But with cartoon characters, which <laughs> adds an interesting weird. layer to it, really. Yeah. Um, so basically, he's helping along Bob Hoskins' character, and they sort of find this other dead guy and and I can't remember all of it but basically the end plot is um Roger Rabbit created a clone of himself as an alibi for when he went off to kill someone and he killed him but then he died as well but that's weird because that seems like the fucking Roger Rabbit they portray in the movie would never be smart enough to do that <laughs> no the thing is that he's he's a toon and toons are weird they're like weird characters and you know, he's crazy, but he's also smart, and he knew that nobody would really suspect him. E- even though people know th- about these clones, the whole idea was to uh, fake his own death. So there's a fake dead Roger Rabbit and an oh. actually dead Roger Rabbit. Fuck, this is way too complex for fucking Yeah, it, like he got, shot while it, he got shot while he was going back to his apartment or something. Jeez. Like, if, if you're really interested in it, go look up a video about it or, you know, find a copy yeah. of the book. But okay. it's a lot different. Because, mm. you know, the movie's basically about just this guy who wants to kill all toons. Yeah. Like, that's the plot, really. Mm. Um, I will just say as well, like, this movie, like, it did a really good job at blending, like, animation and live action. Like, mm. I mean, for all intensive purposes, it's meant to be cartoony, but it actually seems, like, realistic in yeah, a way. It, it, which is really strange. It's... A rule, uh, a rule. It's a world with well-defined rules that you can sort of go. All right, I understand this. Yeah. Even though it's not something that would make sense it's in not our yeah. reality, it's something that makes sense in this to one. you in this one. Yeah. There's never. There's a couple of moments where you're like, "Well, that's weird," but it's just. It's you can you can immediately go well, mm. but it's because they're tunes. Yeah. You never go. The fuck is this? Why is this happening? It's. Because they're tunes. Yes, it does a really great job at like building its own world. They, they, they still have room. these clearly defined rules, you mm. know, like when you um, run off a, a um, cliff, you're gonna float until you you're fine until you look down. Yeah, exactly. That's well, that's the Looney Tunes theorem. So yeah, and and in uh, again back to the book, in this they are actually defined rules. Yeah, um, like there's a. Um, everything the tunes say comes out in speech bubbles, oh, and yeah. there's uh, one bit where they use them to get across a river or something. Oh, they, like is they in the book. What, is it? In, in the book, yeah, they use oh. these physical speech bubbles to get across <laughs> to make a bridge or something. That's awesome. And it's just yeah, but but they've defined that these are physical objects in the world. Mm. So you're not going well. Where the fuck did this come from? This. Uh, do sex machina or whatever. Mm. The, the, you know, it's not the... Yeah, it it's, may... not, it's not the superhero getting a brand new power for no reason in the yeah. third act of the film. Yeah, it, it makes sense in the world that they've created. Yeah, it's... They've, they've set all this up, 
it's a really clever book and while the movie does take a lot of that away so that it can be family friendly and yeah, you know but... condensed it still works yeah it's, it... i was really surprised with how much i enjoyed it yeah they're, they're definitely separate stories but the movie is still great mm. like it it uh just because it a lot of the time when an ad- adaptation cuts a lot of stuff out or heavily changes something it's it, shit yeah or it, like it alters like it it cuts out story, important story elements yeah. as well. Whereas in this, it it's fine. It works. Mm. So, do we have, we have one more that we we're going to mention? Did we? Yeah. So we mentioned. Well, we mentioned Ghostbusters. We mentioned there was definitely done one everything more. on the list. I think there was one more that we hadn't done. It's not. No. Point Break was in the nineties. That's interesting. While you're looking this up, the, in 1991, the married at the time the at the time married couple James Cameron and Catherine Bigelow both had. Possibly some of the best '90s action movies to ever come out in the same year, because mm-hmm. James Cameron made um, Terminator 2: Judgment Day, and Catherine Bigelow made Point Break. Yeah, and then also years later they would be contending with the Oscars because Catherine Bigelow made The Hurt Locker and James Cameron made Avatar. Ah, uh, yeah, but no, no, we've done everything on uh, our list. Oh, we have. Yeah, there was oh. no other films. Okay, well that's awesome. <laughs> so. Well, coming well, a new what I'm going to do on this show now at the end of each um, show, I'm going to mention what's coming out in this in the movie theaters this week. And so, as I said, this weekend, Hidden Figures is out, as I I did my review earlier in the in the show. So check that out. And also coming out is The Great Wall. Uh, wow, I'm actually kind of excited for this movie. I'm not. Well, it looks. I mean, in, look, instead of America making. Um, uh, pa- pa- movies that pander to China. China are now making movies that pander to us. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, I'm. There are actually two versions of this movie. Mm. There is there is an English version, and then there is a Chinese version of this film. There oh, okay. Are, there are. So, so I'm gonna guess Matt Damon's only in our version. No, Matt Damon is in the Chinese. I think in the Chinese version. But like, I'm I, I'm actually really interested to see like how different they actually are. Right. Because like the if you want to see the Chinese version, apparently it's playing in like a couple of cinemas in Melbourne. Right. And like a few I think Australia is the only country the only English speaking country that's playing both the English and Chinese versions of the film. Okay. That that that's actually quite interesting. But my thing about the film is it looks dumb. <laughs> yeah. That's it's... kinda why I want to go see it, because it just looks stupid. I just think fun. The, the switch concept, your brain off. I just to... hate the concept. I, I when I was I, I've always liked the idea that, you know, all the great wonders of the world were kept to, uh, created to keep some great evil at bay, you know, like Stonehenge is a druidic circle used for magic and the Great Wall was keeping some ancient evil out, but I never really wanted anybody to act on that. Just seeing the trailers and there's these giant fucking lizard things, I'm like, this is so dumb. I don't give a shit. Why can't it just be to keep the rabbits out? (laughs) Fucking... And, and another obscure Aussie Aussie um, millennial reference there. Yeah. If you've watched TV in the early 2000s in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but as I said, I probably will be seeing this movie. Um, hopefully I've got a cheap ticket or something. Mm. I don't really want to pay full price for this movie. Fair enough. Or maybe I'll just maybe I'll just pay to see Lion again and then just go see this. <laughs> yeah, I might do that. But as I said, I'm actually... like It looks like the movie a movie that you can just turn your brain off and just have a lot of fun with. Speaking of movies you can turn your brain off for, Fifty Shades Darker. Oh, fucking hell. Wait, okay, <laughs> That's so also coming out technically, soon. Well, no, this, this movie will turn your brain off because it'll make you fucking brain dead and exactly. make you dumber from what's Exactly. Out. You wouldn't need like, a brain for it. Okay, well, this actually came out last week, but like I forgot, oh, to, did mean, it? I forgot to mention it. But 
This movie, the first Fifty Shades of Grey movie is one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. And this movie looks... I've, tra- only, I've only seen bits of it and I hate it. The trailer made me, the trailer for this movie made me laugh. I haven't even seen the trailer oh for it. Gosh. I've only seen the poster and there it, is uh, my, my uh, I went down the street with my grandfather the other day. He you know, we went is there anything good at the cinema we might see a film. Um, and you know, just we looked at the posters outside. Um, you saw, it you was saw tri- there, no, there was like Triple X, there you was should have seen, you would have seen Lion then. No, I didn't see it. Oh, it's somehow. I, I saw... I can't remember what the film... But, you know, posters for a few films that we were both like, eh. Got to the end and, and we're like, oh, there's one, there's one more poster over there. I, I'm like, I'll just go see what it is. You stay there. Fifty Shades of Darker. Oh, no, nah, we're leaving. No, nah, no. we're not seeing any movies today. No, save your money. <laughs> D- yeah, don't. Look, don't. Yeah. This movie just looks everything wrong with Hollywood. Like, the whole Fifty Shades thing is everything wrong with Hollywood. Yeah, this thing's... The- t- this thing's really this thing's terrible. We know it's terrible, but we can make a lot of fucking money Look, off this. I I can understand. Let's if, do a trilogy. I can understand if some people like the books. I still think they're stupid, but I can understand if some people like it for the same reason. Uh, well, not the same, but similar reasons to why some people like Twilight. All right, but the movies are shit. The movies are awful. I don't give a shit if it's female empowerment or whatever. It's a shit film. I don't think it's female empowerment because from what I've heard from all the reviews, like. Anastasia Steele, possibly the worst named character in the history of film. Oh yeah, fucking next to Cipher Rage. (laughs) Um, They're they're horrible people. The story is horrible. They're doing horrible things. It's not like sexy or fucking. No. no. It's not entertaining, which is the whole point of a film is to be entertainment. This film is shit. The first one was shit. This one's going to be shit. How the hell can... Like, these movies are impressive in that they're able to make sex really, really fucking boring. Oh, God. I mean, just... If you're gonna... Like, just but, watch yourself call porno. Let, just, let, it let's, gets to the point let's be re- Let's be real here. These movies are sexy times. That's the whole movie. There's That's nothing the else to it. Don't, don't pretend that it's some smart film yeah. with some deep and serious commentary on modern no, issues on or some bullshit. It's a sh- it's it's Twilight it's bullshit. Pandering to horny men and women, and it's bad at it. It's very bad at it. It's shit. Yep. Don't see. Don't it. go see it. I only mentioned it because. Fuck this film. The only time where you would anywhere go anywhere near this movie... Fuck it like it doesn't fuck anyone. <laughs> the only time you would want to go anywhere fucking near this movie, and I pretty, should have said this earlier as a public service announcement, that if you are single and you are that fucking desperate, what you should do is... is get on, some internet? Yeah, well, that too. But go go to a, somewhere that's screening Fifty Shades, of, Fifty Shades Darker, you stand outside... When the movie ends, and you will see all these desperate, lonely people that are in there coming out, and you are almost guaranteed that you will get with one of them. Is that what you're going to do with your weekend, Sean? Well, I, I missed the boat on that one. So <laughs> I missed the boat on Valentine's Day for that, mate. Oh, poor Sean. Yeah, oh, tears rolling down my eyes right now. <laughs> Alright, I think that's as good a place as any to end it. Thank yeah. you very much, Kyle, for coming on the show. No um, problem. Anything you want to plug? You've got a Twitter Twitter account? Yeah, I've got a Twitter where I... Just um, anti-Trump tirades, I think, are at, they? At the mostly? moment. Before that, it was nice. It was mostly complaining about people at work. But, um, at Guy Gomba, that's G-U-Y-G-O-M-B-A-A. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I... At the moment, it's mostly complaining about Trump, but... 
I'm uh, I'm I'm trying to move away go from that a bit and go most go go back to just you know just comments about my day. Yeah, N- nice stuff. Nice. You know, retweeting. Uh, I I've actually been retweet. Funny you mentioned her earlier. I've been retweeting a lot of stuff from Mara Wilson actually. Oh wow. Yeah, she's she's doing she's, she's quite the political ad- activist. Yeah. Oh nice. Um, but you know, if you if it. Mostly retweets at the moment, but if you want to follow me for whatever All fucking right. reason, any other... if I ever do anything interesting, it'll be on there. All right. Any other platforms I can follow you on? Um. Don't friend you on Facebook. Don't don't don't, don't, don't you dare. Don't, don't you dare follow me. Uh, f- try and friend me on Facebook. No Insta. Or... Um. Yeah, I have Instagram at uh. It's gg karuka. So. G uh, G G K A R O U K A. Okay, what is that a reference to? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. It's, it's just a random combination of letters. That you... it, I don't know. Karuka is just a something I came up with. I don't know. Okay. It's stuck in my head, and all I'm right. like, all right, might as well use it. All right. So thanks again to my my friend and guest Kyle Gibson. Um, for Welcome. I'll plug the show. Um, you can follow us on SoundCloud and subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Another Bloody Movie Pod. You can like our Facebook page. And if you, I'm currently still looking for sponsors. Um, if you want to do that, you can email us at, at Another Bloody Movie Pod at gmail.com. And you can also follow my personal Instagram account at SeanHub underscore. That is S E A N H U B underscore. And thanks very much for listening, guys. See you next time.